Yo, what's up? Welcome to Plunge Up Valorant, episode 133. We are not going to say any naughty little words now, are we, Douglas? No, no, no I naughty promise. little words. I promise. No, none. I have okay, a wonderful. I have, and next time we mess up and just start cursing in the first five Just start it over? Just restart. <laughs> just, just, restart. just keep going. And the people who are watching live just get to hear the intro over and over again <laughs> until we are just husks of ourselves. And the people watching the VOD have to try and tell, did we restart this episode already? Am okay. I giving you a spiel? Was this already discussed in a former life? Who knows? None of us know. But Ooh. also, it's always you, Bala. It is always you. It's not I don't me. know what it is. We you didn't got monetized last time. I didn't do anything. Yeah, We're but fine. it was you that said it first. Okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. Welcome, Douglas, to the Platchat Cinematic Universe. You, <laughs> Thank you. Been... I'm so happy to be here. I'm a little scared. I'm not going to lie. We've already been threatened with fines. Malding has already taken place. And I don't know how many times we've started the show already. Josh has a beer. This episode's going to be and, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I've got freshly curled mustache. I'm feeling devilish. I'm yeah, feeling evil. I'm feeling like mouth. a genius. Holy. Oh, that does look good. I just noticed that you were, you're full on committing It's not deliberate, the... actually. It's just because it droops, so I've just been twirling it to try and keep it up. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, unfortunately. Once Josh, it gets at to this, this kind point, of length, I don't know what to do. You're just like one can of snake oil away from like renaming yourself Cornelius and like <laughs> chartering a railroad. <laughs> you're getting close. <laughs> That's a great idea. I should do that. Actually. I miss why, when why grifters did real things. Like these days, grifters just like make an AI business or like sell, sell you on crypto. NFTs. But back in the day, you would like actually just like go to a town, sell some snake oil, scam some people, and then you just leave. Like it was such a real and honest profession back then. <laughs> I mean, think about how honest it was. People are selling the Eiffel Tower and the Brooklyn Bridge to people. That takes that takes more effort than selling, you know pictures of monkeys on crypto nfts or yes. something you know we need to bring respect back to the sorry. grifting profession sorry people sold architecture and that's yeah a famous scam famous yeah. scam would the be little the little eiffel you... towers yeah uh, uh, no not the little what you mean <laughs> the little replica the ones oh He's you're talking, talking about, about like the real thing. ones oh people i've sold heard of actual... this actual yes. No, I haven't. Well, they don't what? have the rights to sell it, obviously. That's part of the scam. We're talking about scams here, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain no the scam, clue. though. I don't know. I'm not a scam artist. <laughs> they, 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 it, it's something to but do with them saying Cornelius. Break it down. It's something to do with... Wait, maybe if I maybe if I find a large buyer that has a lot of money, I can pretend to own something that's public property and I can sell them the license oh, oh. to it. <laughs> That kind of thing. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. That's Thank roughly you. how this goes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I understand we, now. Appreciate should it. we discuss some Valorant? I think there was also, the, there's something in this run of show that Kurt slipped in there, I think, that says Bren made a special video for the Platchat community. And I have go. no idea what that is. And I'm scared Hello, to even Platchat. bring it up. Wait, it's what me, is Bren. this? I've got no audio on this. I can't hear it either. I can't hear it either. We'll save it for next week because I goofed up the audio then. <laughs> I'm like 90% sure viewers can hear it, but I must have not routed it to you guys. My bad. Just got a little Next week. Teaser. You got a little right, teaser. A little we'll play five then. seconds every week. Ooh, <laughs> and then you'll have to put them all together. It's like an ARG. You'll have to find out the new agent. Bren's on the inside. Oh. Uh, let's talk Valorant, though. Uh, speaking about, you know, new stuff that the Valorant team is doing, how about some old stuff that the Valorant team said that they were doing? Wow. This is the state of the news cycle at the moment, by the way. Just me bringing up the fact that Valorant are still working on replays. They have um, they have a job posting 
for uh, somebody involved in uh, the Valorant replay system. Now, I believe if you go to the LinkedIn now, it just says competitive system or something. But people have grabbed screenshots of it previously saying replay. I mean, if you bring up the other article, it'll show you the screenshot. But this one is just talking about the studio that's doing it, presumably anyway, because the job listings are for Riot Sydney, which is uh, a studio that they bought that used to make World of Tanks. And... Um, they've they bought that out in like october 2022 and the reason that you can tell that is because the job listings are for fucking sydney <laughs> new yep. south wales australia for restart, the restart the episode restart the episode oh! Oh! it's fine unbelievable it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> no. we've already restarted seven times baller i can't restart now <laughs> hey, this was the best take so let's go i don't are they just starting replays am i am i understanding this no, what, surely I don't. Software I think, engineering manager for replays. That's what I don't it think was. this means that they're starting it. A manager. No, I would think this is a little bit down the pipeline, <laughs> and they're looking for someone to kind of deliver when we're near the end. My question is, how old is that screenshot? The original one, not the one that um, says manager now, posted, but the one that said replays before. It got posted on like May second or May fourth or something like that. So it's you know it was a week old. Ago. It was it was just out when we were doing our last plat chat, and I saw that we'd missed this. So I was like, ah, oh, stick it in the next show. Why not? Okay. Hmm. But yeah, it was fairly recent. So you know they're they're hiring currently. So that would indicate it's not towards the end of the pipeline. Like I don't know how long. Listen, I don't know how long well, any of this stuff takes. But uh, okay, here's a, my my. Let me uh, allow me to put on my tinfoil hat. Let okay. me ask you all a question: Why on earth? Would they change the title of the job? Could not leak things because they Sorry, were like, leak? "Oh, the community, the community figured it out. Let's just like let's change it." Also, it's it's business. If there's one thing I know that business people love doing, <laughs> it's changing their job title. They love that shit. If I can go from being the replay, the replay engineer or whatever, to the manager of software engineering on Valorant, that that's sick. Oh my god, I'm the manager of software engineering on Valorant. Think about how cool that looks on my LinkedIn. How would you? What about if I changed it back, though, to director of replays? Oh, then I'd take that. A director level is better than a managing level. <laughs> that's, that's literally neat when someone changes my job title. If, if Riot were to, like, chop my dad right in half and change me from being, like, on-air, fucking, like, Valorant, like, analyst contractor person to, like, director of video game broadcasting operations on-air thing, I would take that. <laughs> you I would take, take a job title that had thing at the end of it. Yes, because it would look better on my LinkedIn. <laughs> um, the only conspiracy theory that I can drag away from this is if you follow the little trail of breadcrumbs, right? The, the, jo the job title originally in the screenshot said replays, and that mm -hmm. is uh, for Sydney, New South Wales. Now, if you go into the LinkedIn page, that says that it's at Riot Sydney. And Riot Sydney, oh, they only bought that studio out in like October 2022. I, I gave you the previous like announcement, Kurt, uh, the one that you pulled up at the in the first place now unless they've ported the entire stuff over does that mean they only started working on it in october 2022 or you know november whenever they fired it up again i have no idea and working i also what, don't sorry. know working on replays oh because they only had this studio that's presumably working on it like i, mean, I don't know is it a global thing that they work on replays it's, only potential, doing it here? it's potentially that it they did like quickly start that project with this company um or with the you know the company that they acquired, but usually those projects aren't going to get started like until you know the acquisition actually goes through. So you're talking like January, which does actually line up with Anna's tweet that said replays were in development. If you remember that, oh sure, in, like January, 
like late January. She was like, we're working on a bunch of stuff, by the way, and replays, which was like six months after the original thing, the original Ask Valorant that said, we're not doing replays. You guys suck. <laughs> if you remember that. So yeah. maybe they did end up spinning it up at this company, which, yeah, indicates to me that it's pretty far off still. Yeah, that's that would be the conspiracy theory angle that I would take is that it's probably pretty far away. Yeah. The other thing is... What if it was on conspiracy theory number three? What if it was on purpose? They put replays on purpose to make sure that the community's like, don't forget, guys, we're doing replays. And then they swapped it to the real title, which is competitive systems, which maybe they're actually going to put some effort into rolling back rounds and being able to restart the game properly. Maybe that's happening. Sure. Maybe we're actually going to have a valid competitive system in the near future, which would be cool, too. What kind of thing would it be best, as the final question on this topic, what kind of thing would it be best for Valorant to put a baked job title for in order to get the community riled up? Like, what would be the perfect job title where people would just be gnashing at the the the, the drop of news? Proposal one. Okay. Valorant, okay. Uh, software manager, Valorant, mods. Oh, that's a good one. Like the Valorant, like the workshop mode in Overwatch and the, the way that people modded the old Source games and stuff. That would be pretty sick. I was thinking like Valorant console. I don't believe they've ever announced Valorant console stuff. Uh, yeah, they have. They, I have think, they? they I announced think... Valorant Mobile or like teased yeah, Valorant talk, Mobile. Yeah, they talked about Valorant Mobile. I, I never saw an announcement for Valorant console that I can remember anyway. I've definitely I seen leaks, but I'm pretty sure Anna spoke about it in one of her Dev Diary things. I don't, oh. maybe, maybe, I don't. I think the best one would be like, Director of Esports Operations, Valorant Mobile. Mm. <laughs> that sounds really official. I mean, no. Honestly, really I'm not going to lie. That would get people going that crazy, though. Yes. Off, yeah, but not that in a good way. That would me off. I'd be <laughs> so mad. Uh, That's kind of sick. I like the idea. Okay. So who, which one of us are going to switch over to cast well, Doug Valorant, hasn't Mobile. Valorant yeah. Mobile? Yeah. All right. My, my, my initial thought was head coach, Sentinels. <laughs> I'm still the official Valorant <laughs> LinkedIn. That'd be so good. Uh, That's a great one. That is a great idea. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about Sentinels just yet, but obviously we're going to get onto that at some point. Like if you're here, and you're like, oh, they're 20 minutes in and they haven't talked about Sentinels yet. What's going on? Do they even know? Like, yeah, obviously we know. We're going to talk about it later. But we're going to start in EMEA. The EMEA games have literally begun right now, which can anyone explain to me why? Why are the EMEA it's games because starting because of the BBL like, so Fnatic uh, reschedule. Oh, right, That's right. right. Mm. Isn't it Koi Fnatic? I think. Yeah, but, or sorry, yeah, Corey Fanatics is the one that got rescheduled. That's later this week, but. Right. Well, let's move on to our first EMEA topic then, which is the Giants lost to Heretics who had their coach playing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bad. Yes, I just wanted it to does. say, I, it, it sounds really bad, but allow me, hang on. The coach fragged. Like, he was really good. He was impressively consistent. Weber, I was like, dang, wait, this guy's nuts. Went I, negative on Pearl. They still lost. That's a, the, you're talking about him like he's yay, like they sub fucking. No, I'm not talking yay about him like the he's coach yay, in there. But you're talking about him like he has one hand. No, I'm talking about him like he doesn't have tier one competitive experience and has been subbed in at the last minute, like Zaysh on Carmen Corp. I don't. I thought he performed quite nicely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, like, you still don't expect them to be good or better. Like, 
Oh, uh, okay. Before we even get onto this, I suppose, <laughs> okay. let's talk about Heretics actually losing Zeke, right? So there's an announcement, yeah. Zeke is dropped, and they make it really clear that it's personality clash. Like, there is no no tiptoeing around it, no treading on eggshells. They're like, this guy's toxic. That's basically reading between the lines. Yep. They just... Why is this image so big? Holy crap. <laughs> like, I'm not doing anything to it. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm figuring yeah, it what? out. The, the graphic design on this is so weird. There's a lot of Like, why is the here. text so small for so much, yeah. like, empty space at the bottom? Look at that. Yeah. It's what their, the their memo, business memo graphic. Do you, think, do you think that people care more about the graphic design of the announcement or the content of the announcement? Uh, probably the content of the announcement, which is pretty damning for, for <laughs> Zeke. Like, uh, I mean, like you said, like they really do like go straight up and say like it was personality issues. And after they ended up winning this game with their coach subbing in with, I, I think I heard it was like something like they only had like five scrims with their coach actually playing. Like it was a super like kind of, last minute substitution to be made and in like the the post match that Yamiya does where they bring the pros on uh i i think it was uh, a vova who pretty much said like before we did not feel like a, a team with like chemistry or synergy we felt so separated now we feel like a team of friends kind of like a family without zeke which is like super damning to me that it's just like you get rid of this guy and instantly it's a utopia and everyone is best friends yeah zeke was also just like responding instantly on twitter too like person like quoting personality issues ha, 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 like acting like he wasn't the problem um but i think it's pretty clear i also think this is now second time zeke has been cut from a team and um it's not looking good for him but yeah i, I don't know what to say because heretics they looked bad before and i can't believe that they won this game with their coach um, well, they showed kind of flashes of looking decent. I know that people love to clown on, obviously love to clown on K Corp, but the the game <laughs> they played on Split against Carmen Corp, I thought that they actually had like some decent synergy together. They had some good ideas ideas of what they wanted to do, and coming into Pearl playing the Jet Yoru, it looked like a Pacific comp. They're running the Harbor, the, uh, sorry, they're running the Solo Astra. They're running the Fade and the Ko. It's it's very very pacific meta or eu meta i guess you could say rather than the america's stuff that people have been uh, running that that looks best but they were really drilled like their executes they had um seize lineups grabbing people mixwell clearly had some like very set ideas of where he wanted to go to put pressure onto people i think giants got really stunned by this opener yeah, I, I think particularly just these um, these A-side hits that they just kept going for. Like, this first attacking side just felt like Heretics in, like, so many rounds was just, like, screaming this A-hit, which is like you are talking about. Like, seize the guy in the corner, flash around, have the Yoru, like, teleport front box, and then scale together. A and for Giants, after, like, playing, like, the first, like, four or five rounds and just constantly losing people on sites, they started playing, like, these, these full retakes that every time just looked so uncoordinated like someone from heretics would like fight slightly forward in the post plant get a kill and then giants would just like lose someone and just do the classic like okay one person's gonna try and make a play to even the man advantage and, and get back into this one it really looked like they were crumbling throughout that first half and they managed to recover and make it a closer map but i was honestly for a team playing against one that had very little practice that is playing a comp that i think well they had some well drilled and cool ideas around can be pretty one-dimensional their responses to it were Pretty dreadful, honestly. 
Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot to be ready for her. Um, and I also think that Heretics, like, obviously, I think they took, they said they took inspiration from the EG game that they lost back at Lock-In, where they mm. got played against the Euro as well. But there was, like, a lot of adjustments, too, to make it more uh, optimal, less gimmicky, in the sense that they were, like, relying a lot on, on the micro plays, a lot on short distance TPs to cut space rather than like yeah, yeah. overarching fade or mm. TP combinations or something like that. It was quite nice. And honestly, I think a lot of teams would get caught off. And that's why you do see teams sometimes go for picks like this is because of the result that you get here. We haven't really seen anybody be super successful with it. Um, like just like pocket picks like this. But I, I think this is something that is unexplored and heretics clearly have been working on it probably before Zeke got cut. Would you call uh, it? Would you call I'll it go. gimmicky, like the, this approach of trying Absolutely. to run like a pocket style play like this? Absolutely, yeah, no, for sure, gimmicky, like in every sense of the word, because it relies on the opponents not, not knowing where the Yor is going to TP, not being able to pre-fire, not knowing exactly what the fake TP could mean, or or any of these things, right? So like without that prep it becomes very difficult to react within the first couple of rounds to it. And by that point, it can snowball. I think that's what happened yeah. in this game. Bizarrely, this game kind of cracks open a lot of different um, possibilities in EMEA. Uh, if you want to bring up like any of these teams' scorelines, it's all right. We can watch some clips as well, and I can just talk through it. It's, it's whatever keeps the people most entertained, to be honest, Kurt. But um, the, the, the fact that these, these, this event happened where Heretics have beaten Giants... Heretics have two games coming up against Koi and Vitality. Now, they are definitely going to be favored against Koi, I think, even when they're playing with their coach in there. And Vitality have not been looking amazing either. Vitality play both of their games are actually against Giants and Heretics. So it feels like Vitality are kind of the kingmakers here. And all of these teams are still on the playoff cusp, along with BBL and some of these other squads. Like There are so many different permutations of what can happen based on what people's form looks like. Do, do you think it's based going to make too. a major difference? Uh, what, this loss in terms of... Yeah, like, do you think that this is going to spiral into Giants losing out? Because a lot of people at Giants is very firmly the fourth best team in the NBA. Yeah, I don't know how, like, I changed my perception of Giants other than, like, the specific stuff that they did poorly here. I, I, I think one thing that I'm seeing is Giants, like, trying to trend towards, like, the... The meta more like the stuff that other teams are successful with rather than some of the stuff that they're successful with i mean you see it here on pro you see it on the their lotus comp as well um which they have been kind of doing throughout the entire season but it's losing a little bit of the uniqueness that they had where they had this advantage that heretics do um so i i fear for them i don't know if this yeah i mean i i, I think they're at risk i don't think they're gonna lose out or anything like that mm -hmm. i think they, they still have a chance but they, they're literally going to be playing against Team Vitality later on today. Yeah. That's, that's a game that's coming yeah. up. And then they play against Carmen Corp. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, so if, if they lose the like... Heretics, though, can they lose the Carmen Corp with their no. coaching? No, 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 no. I, yeah. I, I, the, the, the perception I got about this game, which is why I'm like not trying to derank Giants that much, is Heretics played really good. Even the Lotus game, which I thought even more was going to be troll. I didn't, see, I didn't watch this game outside of the like, few first Ecos and said, what the fuck are these teams doing? I rewatched this game, and I was like, this is like pretty good other than some of the reactions that giants are making like 
And that stuff is already hard to get no matter what. And on Lotus, too, I thought Rhyme's calls were very good. I thought Hoodie was playing a fantastic game. Like, there was a lot of stuff that you could take away from this and say, I this was just a good game from both sides. So that's why I'm not, like, deranking mm. Giants because of it. I still think they're a top four team. In the I, I think that, like, the, the first game, I, I was pretty I was pretty negative on, on Giants in, in the first game. Like, I really wasn't super impressed with, like, their ability to adapt to the Oru. But I agree with you. I, I think they played a pretty darn good Lotus in the second one. I mean, it went, like, to like a million overtimes, if I remember. Um, and th- they played solidly. I mean, it's it's this team is never one that I think is going to like wow you and come out and like show you like a really cool, interesting, gimmicky strap. But they can just play like, for the most part, the fairly default comps fairly well. And I think they did that on Lotus. And I actually really liked this, um, the the Lotus from Heretics. I'm always a fan of these Neon comps. I think their defensive side, their rotations were really good, as you would expect with these kind of Sky Neon comps. Their retakes were looking solid. But I don't think it was like giant spiraling out of control. And for that reason, I'm with you. I think that they should still be fairly heavily favored off of these next two games. I think there is definitely a chance that they could drop one of them. But if I'm correct, I think they only have to win one of the next two games to make playoffs. Like, I think they're in pretty good condition with how, like, strong they were early in the season. It's not that clear-cut because there's most likely yeah, going to be a mad... They like, have to win. It's both to keep tie. it fully in their own hands. And I think if they go one and one, then it could be kind of random. Yeah, it depends on how other teams do. Yeah, this is just always the way with these big round robin tournaments. You get to the yeah. end, and there's just a billion permutations. It's a yeah, mess. There's, there's not enough games played. <laughs> if there was more games, it'd be easier to. I don't know. Well, and the truth is too, like thinking back, and the Lotus map in particular, if not for late round heroics from Mixwell and from Weber, this probably goes to map three. I mean, I felt like Weber had multiple 2Ks, 3Ks late in overtime rounds that were, sing- I mean, again, single-handedly clutching the rounds out from her- uh, out from Giants' hands. So yeah. I think it could have easily gone the other way, and we're probably having an entirely different conversation. I mean, it, it was, was like a Weber heroics. 4K in the second half. Like, yeah. I-, I think Giants won the bonus, and it was looking like the momentum was going to get out of control, and then Weber had that 4K round that kind of shifted the momentum back. By the way, I just want to point out and, and ask you a question on top of this, too. The neon comps on Lotus currently in the uh, in this year, so including lock in as well, they're thirteen and four across mm. all teams that are running them. Three of those losses are from Liquid. So if you take Liquid out of it, they're thirteen and one. Like oh, actually, bonkers good. Neon comps? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I can't well, believe there's that, that many. Neon, oh right, well, Liquid is. Yeah, you got it. No, Li- Liquid have played three times. Liquid themselves have been running. Oh, the right. They're times. running the Lotus comp. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's what I mean. If you take Liquid's losses while playing the Neon comp out of it, then all the other teams are 13 and 1. Like, you've got Cloud9 playing it really well. You've got Foot playing it really well. You've got uh, Heretics finding a lot of success with it. Zeta played it once in uh, Pacific. Um, did I mention Cloud9? I can't remember. Anyway, he did. The, yeah, the, the, these teams are doing exceptionally, exceptionally well on this map. And I think when you watch them play, it's so obvious hey, why. Like, holy shit. the rotates so, are perfect. The stuns are amazing. Out, outside of Crew and Team Liquid, every team who's run a, lo- a Neon comp has, has been flawless. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't count, sorry, I didn't count Crew in there. I forgot that they played it. Okay. So I need to update my uh, numbers with they Crew. Only How many times have Crew at, played? At Navi. Only one right, so, so it's 12 and 5 then. Twelve okay. and five. That's and still insane. Yeah, that's still yeah, insane. That's outrageous. That's insane. The, the only the team apart from Crew and Liquid that have lost on it is Foot. They've lost once. They're like four and one on it or something like that. So you know, even that team is doing fantastically at it. Are the comps the same? 
are there minor like subtle differences pretty to sure it's the same it. with everybody it's just the meta comp that people are running except with a neon instead of a jet but yeah. maybe there's a couple of teams that are doing something slightly different but in like general i mean foot were doing something different actually because foot were playing ko weren't they um, and they played Sage at the beginning, but then they moved over to Viper. So there, there are some differences, but overall, it just feels like the Neon is having giga impact. I mean, I think it's map. just so much significantly better. It, it gives you so much more like variability on what you can run on defense. You, it makes like if you want to go for like gambits and fight for like uh, like a lobby or like C long control stuns and a Neon dashing across helps for that so much. On the defense side, if you're like playing a slower style, your retakes or your rotates are going to be on point. Your stall is way better with the stuns. And on the attacking side, the, the stuns are also like super nice for being able to like early take space uh, compared to the jet where like you know, it's jet. It's it, what's it's what a jet is going to give you. You're going to have someone who can all pretty well. You're going to have um, solid sight anchoring with the cloud burst and stuff. It just feels like it provides so much more value. And yeah, I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen more teams trying to pick up this comp, particularly in America's off of a lot of teams. I'm sure yeah. scrimming and playing against cloud nine and seeing their success that more squads have not caught on. I think the other regions we've started to see more and more teams like here heretics yeah. picking it up off of kind of. I guess foot being the first squad to run this is yeah. it's it's really good, especially with some really good neons in in the Americas overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's actually if you think about it, it's really the Pacific region that's lagging the most behind because they've only got Zeta playing it, who've only mm. played it once. I mean, DRX. I I mean, maybe they'd have to change the rules about around a bit because it is a bit weird when they run RB on the neon uh, in terms of having Fox and Nine Lotus in there. at all right now. So it's like sure. But I, I could definitely see that being an amazing comp for them if they found something that Foxy9 was, was down to play. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, the EMEA game is going on currently too. If you're watching Plat Chat, I mean, you might as well pull up Koi Fanatic on your second monitor. It's a second monitor kind of game, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> it, it, really, it really should just be an absolute flattening Fnatic uh, dominating. Uh, but then so should some of these other games this week, including Na'Vi playing against Liquid when Liquid had a sub in. A, a, a Fortnite fucking content creator, for God's sake. <laughs> and yet, that was not a dominant game. Yeah, what are you trying to say, number one? If, if, what, so what if a Fortnite content creator gets subbed in? What if I get subbed in? Okay, okay, try, Mr. You know? Fortnite. Yeah. All right, calm down. Get yeah. back in your bathtub, mate. Crank your 90s <laughs> in your bathtub. I'm not t saying it because it's Fortnite. I'm, I said the same thing about cigarettes when he was subbed in for Paper X. Okay, Why? Okay. Made no sense. Yeah. It was nonsense. They still won anyway. Be careful, oh, wait, okay? did they lose it at my map? I can't remember. That's a lot of 12-year-olds you could enrage, okay? We were expanding oh, our audience. I'm scared of the 12-year-olds. <laughs> you should be. The Fortnite kids will destroy you, Josh. They'll ask me how much money I have in my bank account right now, and then they'll just shout about me being dog water or something. No, they'll ask for your earnings check, and the answer yeah. will be that you have none. Yeah, drop your Snapchat right now. Drop it, you fatty. This is what I hear in my fucking Valorant <laughs> games. Seriously. People are deranged out there. <laughs> what? Damn, you haven't right been around crazy. enough. I don't know. Uh, dude... The, the team let's talk game. liquid are we, navi are we, are we on that yeah. game yeah 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 let's talk liquid navi now okay so number one we had a yoru in three maps in a row i just have to put this out there navi ran it twice and then heretics ran it the literal next map so we had three yorus in a row and uh navi ran it twice once on fracture we've seen that before and then on bind and i'm of the opinion i, I finally come to the conclusion that it is fully trolling my verdict <laughs> trolling. just now <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, because these guys last week when they, we were talking about Navi, we were like, oh, they're your, are they trolling? Is it good? And Sean was like, I kind of like it. Of course, Sean was like, I kind of like it. And Josh was like, there, there was some good ideas. He was like TPing better than they were before when Angel was playing Gory. And I was like, yeah. Eh, this is it's, it's ass. Uh, I'll tell you right now. The the They, they had like, uh, here's what they're doing, okay? They are. They're, they're in full season mode. It's like, we're easily going to coast to top two seed. It's fine. We're Navi. I have Zipon. I have Shao. I have Sugetsu. That's what, that's what Angel's thinking. He's like, I have the best players in the world. Whatever. We're going we're gonna to coast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, you guys play some different shit, okay? And just figure out stuff to do, and we'll call around that. And he's trying to empower his players to come up with strats and creativity. Because if you watch Bind, there's no way any of that stuff was drilled. It's literally just CNED throwing random TPs and his teammates not having anything to do with it, not even remembering that he's playing Yoru for the most part and playing for themselves. <laughs> that's all that's happening. And that's why the game was close. Because Harmy, I'm sorry. I, I, I love you, Harmy. Fortnite content creators go crazy together. But uh, you, were, you were just satcheling in because your team told you to, basically. Which and is he was just pretty reasonable for a last-minute emergency 100%. sub. Yeah, As a good. raise, too. I mean, that's your job. <laughs> and also, a game like this, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even watch this game. Because, <laughs> because I look at I'm not in fact, I'm also not gonna watch this game. It's because I look at the I look at the comps that are being run, and I know it's exactly what you're saying, Bala. They're running this because they want people once they get to Tokyo, and in their minds they are one hundred percent getting to Tokyo. This game matters not. They want people to think. Oh, what if they run the Yoru? We should watch that game and just waste their opponent's time. They're just trying to waste their opponent's time in VOD prep. Here's the thing. Simply, I'm not like that. I will not have my time wasted. I watched half of this first map, and I came to the exact same conclusion you did, Bala, that they are fucking trolling. And I promptly <laughs> turned it off because I did not want to watch it. Like, uh, it's, it's such a classic Na'Vi. Like, this team is just so incredibly funny to me because they love their troll comps. It's, it's like, what was it at Lock-In? Where they, they would just, like, ego opponents and then lock, like, this weird, like, cypher icebox comp that was off the goop. Oh, We're going to yeah. randomly play in They actually room. believed that in that one, though, man. They believed in that. No, it wasn't <laughs> no, goated. It was not goated. It wasn't. It was goated in the way of, like, a goat could have played it better than they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good comp. Bro, Angel was playing about? in mid, just like flipping his coin, picking <laughs> yeah. up and replacing Goated. the trip every five seconds. It was ridiculous. Did he but... ever lose his trip? No, because he was never down. Because <laughs> he had to be a human trip. He had to babysit that shit, sitting in mid the entire time. It was yeah. unbelievably he got, troll. He got two shock darts out every single time. That's worth it. Wow, that's value. <laughs> wow. That's worth running the cypher. Wow. Oh, but wow. Actually... I'm so bored by playing normal Valorant. Let me create a fucking mini game where I have to sit in mid and do nothing instead of just having a killjoy turret do the job. Like, he is, this, he is the single man stopping the AI from taking all of our jobs. He's doing it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being so good at Valorant that you can do that kind of shit, though. Like, against other tier 1 teams. It's funny they, because they, they can. They bro, still get away with it. The the reason why I first came... Sorry, Doug. I'm just, no, no, you're good. Just egoed. Um, the reason why I came up to this theory that they're just, like, just individually, like, prepping by themselves and playing these weird comps when and being able to still be good while they play them is because of that of that comp on Icebox. And just seeing, like, the amount of ridiculous, like, studying that Sugetsu and Shao were doing to get just insane spam kills constantly on that map. It was ridiculous. Um, so I think that's happening again, basically. And, yeah, that comp was ass, but um, they're still good.
Uh, yeah, I think yeah. to go back to Josh's point, I mean, we can dog on the Yoru all we want, but the truth is, including Heretics as well, Yoru went 3-0 on that day. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, I mean, it, it may have not been perfect, right? But it worked. You are the stats okay. guy now. You are the stats guy. Josh comes we should run it in our stats. premiere games. We I'm should down. run it in our premiere no, games. I'm it was 3-0. So I'm so down. You I'm down. should. I'm you 1,000% should. It, <laughs> oh no! This is all part of the troll as well, Dude, right? We're so I've good. Seen way too many I teams. I swear so to God, bad. I swear to God, it's a conspiracy in EU where people are spilling on purpose to get tech bosses. I swear to God, because that shit that was sinister. Zipon, look at the smile. We'll replay that. That was that was sinister. The dude instantly is just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that smile. <laughs> That's the yeah. That's a smirk. Of a I believe it. That's right the same there. reaction I had when I spilled coffee across my entire keyboard and threw our premiere match. I don't or, think it was unintentional. I think. By the way, that just I went back through that. I went back through that in order to like clip it out for my YouTube channel. I didn't realize we were up twelve nine. Like to hell with the OT. We were up twelve nine, and we allowed that to go to overtime, and we ended up losing. It's 16, the attack side, bro. What are you? But our, our attack side is so I much troll. better than that. We were trolling. Yeah, uh, we and did an a bit OT, of Oh, I watched it back. I watched it back before the show one day, and I was just depressed. It was so sad. We threw so hard. They were literally using their sofa drone at the beginning of the rounds. I didn't pay attention to it any time, even though Bala was calling it every time. Never tried to do a late round hit where they wouldn't know where we were. Never tried it. Never tried it. Not going to. It's impossible with uh, Um, the lemmings we have on our team. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely true. TikTok brain over here. <laughs> I, every wait, time wait, I judge I, mode, I, I want to surround. To every time I judge mode, I want to surround. It's undefeated. Uh, well, if you want to see those vods, they're they're out on the internet somewhere. But otherwise, we'll talk, keep talking about the professional Valorant. However, I do want to talk about vods in general. And Kurt, I want to empower you to go on a rant, my son, because the notes that you've got in here actually slay. I mean, the the EMEA vods but... tragic. Yeah, I, it's just like, you go to this uh, Giants game here, and, oh, there's two maps played? Why is there only one map here? I want to watch the Lotus game. It looked pretty good. It was in overtime, right? Well, the only way to find it is if going to, like, the official Valorant site and clicking the link, which Bala taught me how to do. Thanks, Bala. You You're go welcome. there, and you finally watch the VOD with 27 other people that got to watch it. Why the fuck is this hidden so deep into the doldrums of the internet? Like, don't people want to watch this? Like, I don't know. I, I don't get ridiculous. it. What the fuck what are they doing? What I hate about it especially is I think all the Valorant regions do this. They make it unclip. Can you just like, can we just like search a random game? Can you search like Navi TL map two in, in YouTube right now? And what it will pull up is like Valorant Monday or Tarek reacts or Sliggy reacts or some shit. It brings or up CSGO. <laughs> or that CSGO. makes sense. That, that okay. does make sense. You have to put Valorant in there. Okay. <laughs> Valorant Monday, Valorant Monday. Dude, look at that SEO. That's crazy. Hey. I mean, oh. that's probably because it's our account. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, maybe. You stop, you stop. But also, like, why is it impossible to search for VODs and get the official one? So, I... yeah. uh, so the America's League has done it properly because I was pestering people forever in the offseason to make it so that the VODs are not... Well, I don't know if it's my fault or whatever. It was all you, Paul. Take full accountability uh, and credit. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not unlisted anymore. So you can go to this account. It's in a playlist. And you will actually search. If you search games, they'll pop up because they're unlisted. And there's like 15K viewers on every single one. It's like... I don't know why you would not do that. 
Um, I think it's because they want to drive viewership to their own website, and so they make it unbelievably hard to find VODs so that you I mean, go the, to the Valorant Esports yeah. website, but I don't think that makes any sense. Um, it, when I follow these accounts on YouTube, and one of the big reasons that I subscribe to them is because they put out really cool, like, short content stuff. as well, and they also, you get to see... If when they're live, they pop up in your feed if you subscribe to them, whereas it's much more difficult in terms of discoverability if you don't. If you do that, your con your subscription box gets flooded with VODs. So that's one of the reasons why people have separated them in the past or made them unlisted or stuff like that. But that's still no excuse for having them completely hidden yeah. in a place where only 27 people total have found it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... I, Kurt, you said that, but that's also the amount of people who would watch that game anyways. Um. <laughs> like 10 of those clicks are me <laughs> and the other are weber weber's mom weber's nan weber's granddad like he got the whole family round to watch him yeah. pop off the the spanish vod would go crazy but yeah. the, the english speaking one nah. the, the other thing though is the playlist in the emea channel is just not being updated like they're just not adding the games to the playlist anymore so you couldn't even find that game if you like knew how to do it through the YouTube channel. And then the last thing is these new these are new YouTube channels, the Valorant Champion Story MEA, Valorant Champion Stories America, Valorant Champion Story Pacific. They're no longer KR, they're no longer NA, none of that stuff. And they aren't linked in like the main Valorant Esports channel anymore. Dude, so, that's like, so funny. Playlist link. <laughs> playlist link. Playlist Damn. link. That's so funny. Yeah. Just playlist link. So that's Fix oh it. Oh god. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't know. I I I couldn't tell you if I've ever been on the Valorant Esports website at all. Oh, and I, I didn't have. know VODs were there to begin with. Right? Oh. Like I, I don't know as someone who's on the outside, if I were to try to scour YouTube, which is insanely difficult for game changers VODs as well, by the way. Well, the um, game changers VODs are impossible. worse. They don't yeah, even it's, get it's, imp it's impossible. It's like they don't exist. But if 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 I were to try to scour through YouTube and try to find these vods and not find them, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to. The, I wouldn't even think to go to the Valorant Esports website. I just think, well, I guess yeah. they're not there. This is the most advertisement this website has ever gotten, and the only reason I know of it, by the way, is because I was complaining on Twitter one day, and a Riot employee responded to me and said, "Here, you could see them all." And I was like, "Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thank you." <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody just uses third-party websites, but I suppose that's interesting. At least we've informed the VLR mods who, you know, we, we've told them where to find map two of giants. Someone was trying their hardest to update the match page, and they're like, dude, I've done this for three games already. I can't find this one. Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he just moved on. He just quit. They just gave up. I, I like that. Uh, um, I, I want to get back to the to the game just a little bit here as well. The, the Liquid Navi game. I don't want to go through it particularly, but I do want to just point out that Harmy is not supposed to be Liquid's sixth person, right? That's supposed to be Dimasic, and Harmy was allowed in as an emergency, despite the fact that there isn't really an emergency. It's just that Dimasic has never been able to get a visa. So I suppose that is an emergency, but it's like emergency brings to mind some kind You've of time. You've had six weeks to fix your emergency and just chose right. not to. Or not chose well, not to. I'm yeah. sure they didn't choose well, not yeah, to. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, finding someone else and registering someone else. You can register, like, 10,000 people to your roster. Although, I guess you have to pay well, them actually, the minimum. Never but, yeah, you have to pay but them. But it's does very that weird. even, like, the roster's locked. Right, yeah. Is that yeah. even a yeah. thing yeah. that you, you can, can do? Yeah, you're right. right. Point. Yeah. By the way, why would you ever actually want another sub when you can just leave Dimasic as, a, like, unavailable person and get an emergency? <clears throat> By the way, also, in the rules that they released... 
ages ago. You need, you need six people on your active roster. When somebody doesn't have a visa, they're on your reserve roster and they don't count. So there's, there should be fines, penalties and stuff going out to these teams. Apparently, none of that is happening, or at least none of it has been talked about. Or, or it's like a you know, parking ticket, and it's like a $5 ticket. And then like yeah. the BMW owner just keeps parking in the bike lane and doesn't a give a fuck. slap on the wrist. Yeah. yeah. So, so I wanted to ask you guys, what is going on with the... With the with the problems in the league when it comes to the the lack of substitutes or good substitutes, it's kind of ridiculous how many coaches we've had playing and emergency substitutes. The the three in EMEA are the most egregious. Heretics playing with Weber, Carmen Corp playing with Zeich, and Liquid playing with Harmy. Um they then you know, they're not playing with people that would be reasonable backups. Yeah, I it's it's ridiculous. And I don't know what the Obviously, the incentive is you don't want to sign somebody who is going to take 50k or whatever the minimum is for your for your roster. Like that's, I mean, in this day and age, I guess it's significant when, even when it's required. So people are literally just like having their. I mean, we saw this at the beginning of the season where we were seeing people sign assistant coaches and not sign six players, and then we looked at the global contract database and we like could see that people were not signing an actual six player and the coach was filling that role so like i they're getting around it and it sucks but i also there's not that big of a crop of players because there's so many of them playing in the 10 freaking vlr leagues that i mean which is good for them they should be playing i want them to be playing but also like there's probably like a million people that are just not because or that are not signing to sub because they can get either better deals or signing with some VLR teams where they can actually play, and that's good for them. Yeah, but... I think the, the play time is the big one, right? Like, why would you be incentivized to be a sixth player on a roster when you can go play for a different roster that may not be in the majors and you may not be getting as much spread, but you are going to be getting consistent play time. You are going to be getting more film so that you could be recruited by some of these top teams when you're not going to be getting play time on, as a sixth man anyway, right? Those I mean, are strictly I mean, for... they would be. The, the freaking, we're playing coaches. Yeah, like... but I, I, I say that to say, like, those would strictly be for emergency reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, the, we haven't had a single instance of that, and actually, we're teetering on the possibility of a disaster with Sentinels. Sorry, I had to get the Sentinels quota in. Yeah, um, yeah, but yep. the, 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 you're welcome. Um, that, that's we haven't had that in NA, right? Like well, there hasn't been instances of it in NA. The amount. Of, okay, so there's 30 teams in the international leagues. Here's all the teams that have had to use a, a, a roster larger than five people at some point during the year: Heretics, Carmencore, Liquid, EG. Deliberately, but also because they've chosen a better roster. Uh, Sentinels, Crew, PaperX, Fnatic, DRX, Gen.G, T1, G Global, Secret, Talon. 14 teams, like nearly half of the entire teams have used more than five players. A small amount of them, you know, maybe, maybe somewhere just less than half of those, a third of those for tactical reasons, and two-thirds of those for um deliberate Actually. reasons and oh not deliberate reasons like uh yeah like it just Emergencies. cropped up or something yeah. or emergencies or they needed a roster change in order to improve you know 
But you've seen the the positive outcome for the teams that have had like a real six player who's like good and can sub in and, and is ready to go. And no disrespect to the assistant coaches who have had to step up, but like for for Sentinels, they Tens wasn't feeling it. They managed to sub in Marv, world champion. That's great. It went pretty well for them, even though they ended up losing. They looked fine with him. Um, for Crew too, a, a Shetty being able to sub in for Davies when he was sick, like. That's a great, pretty one-for-one substitution imagine, that they had ready. Imagine and, if Fnatic didn't have Kamek and they yeah. had to sub it. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he was good for them. They kept yeah, their full streak because he <laughs> was around. He might have been 0-3. That's crazy. Yeah. Probably uh, not. It, but, you know. It's possible, though. Like it, it is absurd to say, but it is possible. You can see that the teams who invested in having that additional player are reaping the benefits. It, even look at EG. Uh, I feel like everyone clowned on them for like their giga roster of 10,000 players. And I'm sure we will continue to clown on them for it. But it's also proved valuable. They managed to find an additional player to sub in. Um, if they have, I guess I think they talked about possibly having visa issues with Demon if they get to Japan or something along those lines. Yeah. So they have players that have played with the roster before that can sub in. And you compare that to teams like Heretics or teams like Carmen Core, where it worked out well for both of those squads, but it could have been a very different outcome. Like, it's a big risk you're taking, honestly. You brought it up, so I, want, I do want to address it. Demon1 said on stream recently that if EG make it to Tokyo, which seems like a ridiculous sentence to say, except no, that no. they've been doing pretty well, and we mm -hmm. power rank them fifth, and there's uh, three teams that make it to Tokyo, right? So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's an outside shot, but it is possible that EG could make it. Demon1, one of the biggest reasons why they've got to this point, would not be able to go with them, apparently, according to what he said on stream. Now, from what he said, it was kind of difficult to understand the clip, but he said it, it was like they submitted the roster a long time ago because they needed to do visas. Why they wouldn't submit more than five players when they have a 10-person roster, I cannot imagine. Is that them just penny-pinching again, or is there some rule about only taking five like why would that po why why would you possibly when you have a 10 person roster why would you lock yourself into a five person roster that you were only using for weeks one two and three are, are you not required to bring six players to the global events i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah there was six play there was six, there players, was six players for, for everybody at lock -in. Yeah. Which but that's makes the me bonkers think thing that... demon one said that he's the sixth player when they go why not just play yeah, I I just wonder if it I wonder if it just means that when they initially submitted the six names, he wasn't one of the six, and there are six, and he just wasn't oh. one. Of them. Oh, do you think maybe they submitted their assistant coach as the six? Because I I think doesn't Riot pay for like seven people's travel or something like that, like a coach like and assistant that, yeah. like or a six and the five players. I'm not sure how it works, but I think there is something like that. Maybe that's the reasoning. Like they they put their assistant coach as the six because they wanted to have. Right them traveled out i'm getting lost the, in the sauce dude i mean I, it very well may, that very well may be the case it may be the assistant coach but then also like they when you have a 10-man roster yeah there's a good chance that they just submitted six right. other players names yeah but also i was i was totally like siding with the siding with the argument that the teams are doing stupid stuff by not having real players as their six but i'm i'm thinking about this eg situation and trying to wrap around my head like what riot requires maybe these six-man rules are just stupid in the first place and they're prohibitive to like actually follow and that's why people are like like trying to skirt around them rather than just like having real rules because there's multiple things here that are clearly partnership first year growth issues because why not like if if these teams are having financial issues where they can't sign a six player or they don't want to sign a six player 
so they want to sign you know a person on their staff to that position why not support them or like actually work around their issues so that they can properly run a team well what well i think the the the, the problem there is that if they have somebody out sick the assistant person is still going to play like why giving them money or whatever isn't going to help them no but navigate yeah, that but, situation but requiring the sixth player to have you know to be signed to have housing accommodation oh, I see. blah 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 like that doesn't need to be a thing right 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 i see where you're going there or, D- or even me, even simply the roster lock like we could we could just blame the roster lock as a reason why this is happening too why is the roster lock so damn early in the season so that people well, can't update yeah. their rosters when they it might per- not foresee it. roster changes down the line for k corp heretics that all could have been a- prevented yeah it might not feel that early next year when we have a split instead of lock-in because we'll have a whole split first but even then normally you would have them going like halfway through split two or something like that instead of ending right at the beginning to me though one of the big problems is just if you have a 10-person roster you should be applying for visas for all 10 of those players so that you yes. can change at the last minute who the players are that are going to be actually yeah, attending that just speaks but to there EG is no not, reason not believing that their team is going to make it to tokyo in the first place that's right. what i what i <clears throat> right uh, it, it's absolutely bizarre there's no logistical reason why eg should have found themselves into this position in my but, which is ridiculous hey-ho. given the like reports about pressure on the team and potter and all that stuff in the first place like produce uh, results but also we're not even like thinking you guys can go to tokyo <laughs> bizarre bizarre uh, let's do let's do some predictions. So, uh, one of these games is currently going on, but we've already submitted the pred for it anyway. So it's all right, and it's a very easy game to predict. I think. What, what's the score at the moment? Is it going the opposite way? That there's a tech oh, pause. they haven't even started. It's yeah. a tech pause. It's classic. <laughs> and also, I, don't think, I don't think we're predicting this game because everybody oh. would just say fanatic, right? Oh, I I, I oh. thought it was on there towards the end anyway, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was probably. Too. Let, let, let's get on with it anyway. This, we'll start with the predictions. And we will kick things off with the first game of the week. It's not literally chronologically the first game of the week, but it's Vitality playing against Giants. Let's go. Okay, and we're split two and two down the middle, actually. Myself and Mimi still sticking with the faith in Giants. Now, I, sta- I want to start here with Bala, because Bala, you said you weren't knocking Giants down the rankings too heavily. This is the game that happens later on today, by the way, so we're all going to you know look stupid or intelligent about two hours from now. But you said you weren't knocking Giants down the rankings, and yet I see yellow Hornets underneath you. <laughs> hmm. uh, Curious. We, what, what, we had Giants, what, third? Fourth. I, I, we had them fourth? Un, underfoot or something like under that? Under Liquid. I, I, I don't remember I think. the... Oh, okay, the EMA ones. I don't remember. Either way, like, I was never super, super, super high on Giants. I was getting convinced of that slightly more throughout the se- season. I think they're potentially a top-four team, uh, but I kind of had vitality in that same group of people anyway. So I, I think this is like, in terms of rankings, I'd have them like very close to each other. Um, but this is based off of the Fnatic uh, vitality game last week for me. Uh, I think even though Vitality got 2-0'd, they came out of the gates really strong uh, against Fnatic, even though they started off like getting whopped by Durka, who got like two aces within the first seven rounds or something like that. So I saw Twiston and uh, Molzy and just a bunch of players on, on vitality just contribute in such a way that I, I actually thought they had a chance against Fnatic. And to me, like that speaks to them either having a spike in performance at the end of the season where they have pressure on them or they're just better than uh, people and their record shows. So that's why I'm predicting this. Also, to kind of go along with some of what Balo was saying, because I agree with all of that. I also think that them losing Icebox is not insignificant uh, as far as their map pool goes. 
uh, Giants, right? So for them to know that they don't have that at their disposal, they just lost a series against a coach and Josh shared his thoughts on that. I, I think, yeah. um, yeah, they, they both feel like middle of the pack teams and I think Giants just have a couple of things going against them and Icebox was prop like the fact that Icebox is out of the rotation was a big one for me uh, mm. in wanting to lean towards Vitality. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can see it for, for Vitality. I mean, they had a cl- they almost beat Na'Vi. They had, a, they had a close game against Fnatic. Like, I, I think they've looked pretty good. But for Giants, too, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier when we were talking about their their loss to Heretics. But, like, I, I feel like even when this team loses, they still look pretty sound. Like, I, I still think they're showing good ideas. Like, the Lotus map was super close. Fantasy should have closed it out if it wasn't for a few individual moments. And I think they've displayed more consistency throughout the season for me, uh, of being kind of like a team who is very consistent in being the middle of the pack squad. Whereas for Vitality, they've had, like, kind of those higher moments where, like, they almost... Um, beat uh, like the two top teams like they did in the last two weeks but they also have like lost to bbl when bbl wasn't really looking in form like there's just been so many kind of weird inconsistencies with me that well i think this is going to be a close game i lean slightly more towards giants probably like 60 40. okay all right there you go this is a look at the secret hidden document as well Mm. for the next (laughs) game coming up then let's let's uh let's go back into the document well, the next game that we're predicting is Foot playing against Na'Vi. Has anyone got any faith that Na'Vi are going to troll this one away? Hey, foot no. <laughs> this is often uh, an image taken before disaster, though. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a classic! I was, I was, I wasn't very close. I had thoughts about punting for Foot because of Na'Vi trolling, but then I like looked at the situation for Navi and like thinking okay they need to win one out of the next two games in order to clinch top two and I think it's going to be this one because they're playing Fnatic in the last one I don't think they're going to risk it and they're going to troll don't get me wrong they're not going to play the real comps but yeah I mean they should beat foot here's a classic with Navi it's it's like once you believe in them it won't happen. Once you believe something is going to happen with Navi, it will not happen. Once you think they're okay. trolling, and they've trolled enough that in your heart of hearts, you honestly believe that they are going to troll hard enough to lose a game, they will cease their activities. They will stop trolling. It, it's just <laughs> the most classic Navi. And in this match, they were so fucking troll last week. They almost lost that game. They shouldn't have. The comps they were playing were just gross. But they need to win this one to get top two, like you're saying. They're going to clean it up. I'm, I was close enough to believing that they control this game that I know they will not, and they're just going to stomp foot. Okay. Logic. I like that. Logic. They, they also, I mean, they're good enough that even when they do troll... They still win games against Yeah, they're teams. still winning, right? Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't I don't know. I mean, that they lost the Koi, guys. Like, let's be real real quick. They lost the Koi. Well, that was, that uh, was also, that was like, a long week time ago. One that was week something. one. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. That was when they were hyper-trolling. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the next game then. It is BBL playing against Team Liquid. Should be another fairly one-sided one, I think. Oh, that... So there we go. And does Poor it hurt? BBL. Poor BBL. Do we know where the safe is playing again? They're by trying the way? so hard. I don't know. The gander over towards his Twitter. All good. Weber is literally yay, as per Doug. So it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Weber's on Heretics. Wait. Dude, what are you? Doing? <laughs> 
Liquid's just going to get Weber in instead of They're going to get Weber. They're going to sign Weber for this week. It's oh, going to happen. I, heard, heard I got first. it confused. Too many people are playing with a six-man. Fortnite guy clears. Okay. <laughs> Fortnite guy clears. I mean, I could see there being some problems if they still have to play with a sub, but if safe's in, I think they're just going to murk. Yeah, if By the way, in, safe, but if not... Yeah, then. the fact that safe has had a couple of weeks out means that his stats are still insanely good because he just had a couple of like i mean he's a great player too but he had some bonkers performances and then he's never had the losses to like drag it back down again so he's currently i think he's like number one in the world or something in terms of his acs and rating and that kind of stuff yep. um in terms of the international league which i don't think he would still be exactly on top of the pile um by the way how do you play uh, all of the games I, one of the questions i one of the reasons why i watched the tail navi game back um <laughs> uh-oh hey Back, um, i'm gonna make a run right now yeah we can take a extended break i imagine it will fix itself eventually um, you're starting to become better but yeah yeah, I'm looking at it's we're at a thousand kilobytes right now, rather than zero. Nice. So that's pretty good. Okay. Um, People are saying we're back on YouTube chat. Okay. But I just, mean, just, I'm only yeah. Up, just let us know when it looks healthy. Ugh. No, it's freezing at the same time every time for me. Oh my god, I have 20 seconds left. Oh no. I'm, I I won't actually hold you to that. Oh, we're back. Sweet. The live. We're live right now? Yeah, I it's, think it's so. correct. It's there. Hello. It's yay. All right, dude, this VOD is going to be chaos. I'm going to have to make a timestamp for it, but um, I think okay. the VOD listeners will miss this. <laughs> we'll have to tell them about it. Are you guys ready? Is it safe yeah. to go back? All right. Yay. Hello. We're back. Oh, I'm oh, Welcome back. Yes. We, we okay. were annihilated by the demons of the internet, and yet we have prevailed. Kurt has slain the demon, like Gandalf going down through the center of a mountain and re-emerging upon the, the summit. And uh, he's come out all the shinier the other end. What the hell were we talking about? I think we had another prediction to do. I think, oh, I, was yeah, ranting I, think so. about, I was ranting about Team Liquid and Redgar, and that's where we Okay. Mm -hmm. If you yeah, missed yeah, it, yeah, unlucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were molding about Redgar, the internet was dropping, Redgar was feeding... Let's get on to the next prediction. Uh, um, <laughs> Fnatic currently 1-0 up. While that was happening, while we had our internet problems, Fnatic 1-0 up over Koi. But this is Fnatic against Carmen Corp. fucking melon. You're such a... You this would, dude. You would. You would. And the funny thing is, I thought about doing it too. I'm like, yeah, oh. let, let's just burn this place down. You guys are silly. I should have known it was going to be you. I ruined it with Carmen Corp last week. Carmen Corp had their chances. I knew that they weren't going to win against Foot. And then, who was it? TMV, I think? It was me the, and TMV. Yeah, persuaded me to go for Carmen Core. And this week, I wanted to pick Carmen Core at the beginning and then change it back to Fnatic because they ain't winning. They ain't winning. They ain't winning. Did you just do this for the for the image? Just so you could have the image on the rare chance? Oh, it got changed. Absolutely. No, no, no. Take the picture. <laughs> this is the most fraudulent shit I've ever seen because the game yes. is happening right now. But whatever, dude. No, 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 no. this isn't the, this isn't the game. So sorry, I was mis I misspoke when I talked about it earlier. Where Fnatic was, 
I thought we were predicting the Fnatic Koi game, but this is the Fnatic Carmen Core game. Remember, Fnatic are playing twice this week because oh, that Fnatic yeah, Koi game yeah, got yeah. delayed. Okay. So this is them. This is them playing against Carmen Corp, the Frenchies. And um, yeah, I don't think it's going to go very well for for France as a state. Um, let, let's talk about the real <laughs> news, the thing that everyone's here for. Yes. Sentinels. Sentinels. Let's talk about Tens. He's back, baby. <laughs> I mean, why? Why? Because they're not yeah. going to make playoffs anyway, so they might as well be funny. <laughs> okay. If there funny. was one, was if there video. was one issue with Sentinels' entire season, it's that they've made too many changes. Oh, they started to look decent with the previous roster, and then they swapped it up to Marv, which is a better roster in terms of just, you know, on-paper quality. And then that started losing. Now they've put Tens back in. Zoms, mate, you're never coming back in. I mean, have a good giggle about that on Twitter, but that ain't never happening. But also, this really, it, this, this feels like at this point, you're almost fucking things for LCQ. What, 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 huh? Do you think that they're going to make Tokyo? They ain't making oh, Tokyo, no. mate. No. no. So Do you think they're going to make LCQ? They ain't making they ain't making LCQ, mate. They everyone makes champions. it to LCQ. Well, yeah. They ain't making champions. So what's the everyone point? Everyone makes it to LCQ. You only need to finish like let me you, give you only you need to be the fourth of, best team. Of, let me give you a synopsis. This is really complicated. You wouldn't understand, Josh. Can you bring up that video again real quick, Kurt? The the one of Kaplan real quick. This is this is super long-winded and I'm sorry I'm going to have to go on a rant. So step one, no, 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 close it, actually, close it. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. this is irrelevant. No, 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 open the tweet. <laughs> open the tweet. <laughs> open the tweet. <laughs> Motherfucker, open the tweet. There we go. Read the caption. All clout, no breaks. The ends. Good discussion, guys. Let's move that's, on. That's it. You nailed it. You think that they've done this just to farm impressions yes. Why the hell and they're going to continue to lose yes. while farming impressions? Yes. It that actually, I just saw that tweet. The what's the most sentinel thing that could happen next? That is, yeah. This, oh, yeah. Man. this is the most sentinel thing. Oh, man. Sub a content creator in? Yeah. Let me introduce <laughs> you to tens. That's a great tweet from Drew. <laughs> what is really? up, Sen City? This team really is a mess. Yeah. It's just They're I a mess. Think you, yeah, you said it earlier. They've just they've made too many changes. Right, they've way too many changes, and I think people often fall into this um, into this misunderstanding that because you have five stars on a roster, it's going to work, right? And you're going to diff everyone, and that's just not that's not how it works uh, across really any game that I can think of. There's a lot to be said about synergy. There's a lot to be said about working chemistry together, and it's literally impossible to do that other than a couple of random honeymooning periods. It's impossible to do that when you're making head coaching changes, when you're making player changes, freaking week after week. They've done so many of these things. It it's just it's been abysmally handled, man. Which, by the way, Sentinels have never been a super team because Tens is not the best player in his role and has actually been a player that's always struggled to fulfill his potential. And Def is not the best player in his role either. So, I mean, you've got three players that could be genuinely argued to be like parts of a super team or you know superstar players. But this, you don't even get the superstar attempt at this kind of stuff. But just a list chronologically what's happened with the sentinels team they put the team together a week after scrimming they go and play the ludwig Tarek tournament 
a week after putting the team together. And then they're going straight into lock-in. Coming out of lock-in, they then decide to play, what was it, one game and then change all of their roles around? Or did they just change the roles right for week one? I can't even remember, man. I think it was right for week one. They changed all of their roles around. So they got rid of all of that previous stuff that they've been doing, changed all of their roles heading into week one. Then was it week three or something? They decided to change the roster too and have Marvin. Week three, week four. I can't remember what happened. No, week five. It was super weak. Yeah, you're right. Dropped Psycho. Made the changes. That's after two weeks of matches. That's what happened because super week was week. Oh, week four. Week five. So after week. So week three is when they dropped Psycho. And then. So it's like every two weeks they yes. make a change. It's a schedule. It completely redoes how it's, the it's, team functions. It's literally scheduled tweets, bro. They recorded these videos like two months ago. <laughs> and the the report is that Def's going to be out as well. So Tens is back in and Marv is presumably playing as well, which is just... <laughs> why, not, why not just be pugging it completely it, at that point? What, why not just yeah. pick up ranked players? I Rob mean, that Moore, is what they are doing. Rob Moore got Zekin and he talked to Zekin and he was like, dude, if you just... Let tens back in the team. I'll pr- uh, you, you're going to get a partnership slot next year. I, I, I promise. You. <laughs> 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 oh god! You've messed everyone oh, no. up. No. There's not I... even anything interesting to say about this team anymore, though. It's I actually mean... just pure clout, clout farming because yes. they they just fucked their year. Yep. Well, I, I think that it probably already happened. Um, but I I do think it's actually kind of sad to watch. Because I instantly think of Zekin and how insane of a player he is. Uh, and it's just like, he's just wrapped. Oh, I think of fucking Sassi and Benkata, who won champions, who were on the best team in the world, come into 2023 and are like, oh, like for Sassi, he's talked about, like, he's always dreamed of being able to play for like an NA team and like completing that part of his dream and wanting to like move beyond Brazil in his career. And he's like, gets fulfilled. He thinks it's going to be awesome. He's on this super team with all these great players that he's looked up to since the beginning of Valorant and like has been watching. And it's like, this is going to be fucking fantastic. And then they get sentinels. Like, and then it's just <laughs> new roster, new week, spin the wheel. Let's change something up. I, I just feel bad for the players, honestly, because they have yeah. not had the time nor opportunity afforded to them to ever fully have enough time to mature a team that can compete at tier one. You cannot just smash five random players together who are good at the video game and have big follower numbers and expect it to instantly be great. I mean, look at EG. They just got stomped by EG, a team that has zero clout players, zero players that you look at and are like, they are the best in the role. And they've turned out to be a actually pretty damn good team in Americas because they gave the, t- the roster the time to improve, to gel together, to actually make a proper team. Y- you cannot win in Valorant. With five random players. It is just never going to work. And it just seems like Sentinel's management have a complete misprioriz- uh, misprioritization of what they should be doing with this franchising slot. But also, like, maybe that's maybe that's just the idea. Like, it's just profitable to be a clock team. It loses every game. I mean, we, we, we do talk about them every week. Yeah. And we put them <laughs> in the title. It may work. What's the clicks? Are they going to run out of cloud eventually? Is this like the last ditch effort? Like, what else could they do? Sign if things Shroud. keep falling Sign apart. Shroud. I don't think yeah, that. I don't think that has the same impact anymore. Resign Booga. <laughs> the reason why I think it doesn't make too much sense either is they could have a cloud team by signing people that aren't great players on really high contracts. 
Like they could have a clout team they, if they wanted to that people were excited about without paying this much money. If you're going to pay this much money, why not at least try and make the team win something? They could have had a clout team, and this is no disrespect to this team, but if you wanted a clout team, why not just keep the old team? Yeah, you bro? had one. That was literally yeah. for, that, they were built for that shit. Like, yeah, because the whole point with this team is it's supposed to be better. It's supposed to be able to compete. Yes. It's supposed to have championship caliber. And, it, and, and yet it you've just messed all that up. It would if they didn't do this stuff. If they didn't like, go through that entire chrono chronology that you that you posted. If they properly practiced. If they, you know, they're, 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 they can't properly practice. They can't have the systems right. in place because nobody wants to be here anymore. Uh, other than Marv's, but you know, honestly, I feel here. like if you're so. a player on this team at this point, like the guys who've been around for a while, like I almost wonder if you're just like afraid for your job. Like you just have an off Dude, week, and it's just, you're gonna be deleted. To retire, saucy, yeah. saucy yeah, of all people, heinous. literally it's... like at his peak, like and right after that, winning champions. I mean, obviously, you're gonna lose all the Brazilian goodwill that you've been trying to build up and failing at. By the way, even though some of the stuff is pretty like good and funny and like reaching out to that community but like <laughs> imagine saucy uh, retires after playing for sentinels that's just yeah i think you're right kurt I, I think if stuff like that happens and they fail at this there's nothing they can do to I mean, add something to the timeline that josh made way back correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't dapper didn't he get like the rug pulled out from under him and be like yeah you're a six man now we promised you Rosh yeah, and Shazam and had that too. Yeah, that on himself and went to Jazz. Yeah. So, yeah. but they also failed to be able to acquire visas early enough to start scrimming at the same time as other teams were. So they had a late start to the roster. Oh, you know, and then they also were anyway. made to play that tournament at the beginning of the year while other teams were getting consistent practice for lock and they were playing the, the Ludwig Tarek event. Which I think was else. a favor Look, to Tarek and was probably like something that was. You know, a net positive publicity thing for well, I don't even know. for the org, but I, I don't know if that was a positive for the players in terms of no, practicing and being the best prepared for lock-in they could be. Has has uh, to go back to the roster change itself? Has Def made a statement? Like, do we know? It's not. Do it's we not know public. why? Like, what's we don't, this? We don't even know that that's, that stuff is actually like confirmed. It's just George tweeting about it. Mm, yeah, but. Could I see it being true? Could I see them turning up to the, the match here with Marved and Pens? Yeah, because because there Doesn't is no vision for this team. There's no vision for the team. So any vision is believable at this point. Like, who's going to IGL for this squad? The fans keep talking about Sassy IGLing. Like, he's IGL for a team before. He hasn't. My man's been with Sadak the whole time. Like, yeah, he's been a secondary caller, but there's a big difference between turning up and IGLing. These fuckers are out here telling me that Marved is going to be mid-rounding for this team. Marved, notoriously quiet, Iceman, 1099, independent contractor motherfucker, Marved. <laughs> is going to be mid-rounding and secondary calling for this team. Cap, Cap, what are you talking about? You don't know the players. You don't know them like that, little bro. Stop saying they can just get random people into fucking IGL for the team. I mean, you It doesn't to. make sense. Seconds in IGL, that's my theory. Dude, I mean, that's someone's going to pick it up. I saw that one a lot, yeah. You saw that someone's one a lot? That was a Ball TW original. What are you talking about? That shit's never <laughs> been said before in my life. <laughs> Pancada's gonna IGL. He's gonna go from being the player that knew the least English and had to take English lessons to IGL in this team, and he's Dude, only he's gonna, gonna call him Portuguese. Everyone else is having to download fucking Duolingo. Rob Moore is playing for their subscription so they can learn Portuguese, <laughs> so Pancada can call properly. Like Dude, that's the next pivot for Sentinels. <laughs> when this roster fails, they just add more Brazilians to the team. Yep. It's gonna be and they just get rid of the roster. NA players completely. Huh? 
That's the pivot. That's just, how like, they keep just them clout. Just poach the Furia core. Like, pick up, like, Khalil or something. Add another Smokes player. Like, I mean, <laughs> something like that is the way back in, but I don't know. The thing is, uh, obviously, they're uh, maybe not obviously, but they still have a partnership slot. Like, they're still going to be here next year. So they're going to have to do something, unless Ryan okay, the... lays down the giga dick. But. In... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there would be much better teams to do that to than Sentinels. Like Sentinels have just messed around a lot. They're not. They haven't been completely. I mean, I think useless the, all year. What's kind of kind of sad, kind of not sad, is that like even though they've been fucking trolling like the whole year with their roster, they're still the most popular team. Like period mm. in in Valorant. Like they still have the most <laughs> fans. Like That's... you look at the viewership. Like all the most viewed games from the like all the international leagues is a Sentinels game. Yeah. Like. You can't deny that, like, the system of clout farming works for them. They don't win shit, but they're the most popular team. This episode is going to have, like, the highest click click to whatever the fuck it's called, CTR. I don't know what the fuck Everyone's going to click and see us talking about EMEA for an hour and click off. Yeah, it says TENS is back. They're going to click to the section, and they're going to be like, why Why aren't they talking about how TENS is going to save the team? Yeah, That's genuinely how most people are thinking about this, which, I mean... Uh, that's cool that Tens has such a big and uh, loyal fan base, but it's not the reality. But okay, that is actually the reality of like impressions and how Riot's going to be looking at this and how Sentinels is thinking about it too. This is just this is probably why like this is the argument that we were theorizing was happening when Don got let go. Right? Yeah. This is probably all it was. It was about Tens. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still absolutely bizarre, and nobody shed any light on the reason why that happened. But yeah, if we were going to speculate, it does seem likely. Let, let's tackle this short term at the beginning, though, because we're talking about like next year at this point. But does Sentinels have any way of saving their season? No. And I mean this specific one of like making it to playoffs. I think they're essentially, it's out of their hands, isn't it? Unless they just win both of their games coming up, and they... They have to have something else happen. Like, I think it, their destiny is out of their hands. Who do they have? They have Crew and Furia next? Yeah, yeah. Crew and Furia are coming Surely out. They Will, can be Will Minder on Twitter has, like, a bunch of, uh, like, playoff scenarios. So yeah, I'll those. send you the tweet right. real quick. Curry. But they would only end up being four and five at that point. They hold a tiebreaker over 100 Thieves, but there could be many teams at four and five. Yes. You know, they'd have a tiebreaker, I guess, over Furia at that point, too. But, frankly, things get really complicated, and there's still a good chance that they might go out, I, I believe. Anyway, let, let's discuss things practically. Tens is going to come in and have a stonker of a game against Crew, potentially. And then mm -hmm. they play against Furia. Oh, here we go. Sentinels need to win both games versus Crew and Furia and then hope to tie with Furia, MIBR, and or 100 Thieves at a 4-5 to five record. Um, they would lose the tiebreaker against EG, Leviathan, and NRG, so they would need a multi-team tie with those teams involved. Yeah, so it gets complicated <laughs> and they need to win both of them. Uh, anyone betting on it? Anyone here betting on Sentinels saving their season with Tenzin? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to win the, both games. I think they'll look good against Crew. I don't, <laughs> I don't even believe that. I don't believe that. I don't think they'll win against Crew. I feel like both teams, both Crew and Sentinels, have lost complete. Obviously, Crew, they have no chances at all. But I feel like the environment on both teams is probably pr pretty similar, that they're playing clown fiesta games that don't matter at all. Yeah. That's it. That's what I would be feeling if I was Sentinels. I, I mean, crew are like completely the... mathematically out of it. At least, then yeah. in theory, yeah. you have something to play for. Bro. The vibes as well, I'm sure, are really negative. Like I, I saw, like I think it was like Zekin was like tweeting some really emo stuff after their loss. Mm -hmm. Like I, th I think he just like tweeted like "kill me" essentially, and was like, re like clearly, Wait, really kind of like shook up uh, about the loss, which is just like brutal because 
we've shit on Sentinels a lot, but I think at least I think I speak for all of us when I'm saying that most of that is talking about like the management decisions that we're shitting on, not the mm -hmm. players on this team. Because we know yeah. all of the players that are on the roster, even even tens coming back in, have the potential to be really good if given the time, if given the right roster, that this team could have been great. It's not their fault, really, that things have turned out the, the way that they did. It's honestly Sentinels management doing a big fucking troll throughout the entirety of 2023. And it, it, it just makes me sad for, for the players involved because they have potential to do so much more as we've seen in the past. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's a crazy tweet, honestly, by Zekin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, it's I a mean, brutal one. I mean, everybody's been set up to fail. Like, literally, because of the publicity, the firestorm around them, like, who can, who can step in to the primary duelist role in tens of shoes and perform for more than one game? Uh, if you find me that person, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, they would have been fine had they stuck with their initial plan from lock-in for the whole season. They would have been fine oh. if they'd stuck with their week one plan for the whole time. They would have, um, you know, maybe had a chance if they brought Marv. Well, I, I guess Marv came in, came in as soon as possible because he was having a visa thing or something. I don't know. But they had many opportunities to stop dabbling with this roster and just get them back on the path. Um, I, I'm interested, though, to hear your thoughts about LCQ. If, indeed, we see this team get rid of death and they have somebody else IGL, what are the chances that they are able to perform at LCQ? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe the top three teams go through to champions. Yep. So LCQ is 4th through 10th fighting for one extra spot. One spot. Mm. So you just need to play you just need to be good enough to finish 4th in this split that we're playing currently. And Sentinels at times has looked like they had the ability to be able to do. That. If you give them time off while Tokyo is going on and we assume they don't make it there, is this a squad with a completely new IGL that has no IGL experience? Is this a squad that could maybe do something like that? I don't think so. Because look at who they need to beat. I, I think at this point we can kind of infer that Loud and C9 are pretty damn safe locks to make it to Tokyo. So let's say there's going to be a third team there out of probably Lev, NRG, Furia, maybe EG that, that makes it to Tokyo. Out of those four teams, one will make it to Tokyo, the other three will be in lock-in. And out of Leviathan, NRG, Furia, and EG, Sentinels would need to beat each and every one of the three of those teams that don't make it. And I just, I, I do not see that happening. I do not see them being favored in any of those matchups. I, I think on paper, you would maybe say, oh, they have a chance against EG. EG just stomped them. And sure, that was them in an earlier iteration. They'll have more time before this. But I honestly just don't trust that the project is at a point where they can catch up and beat the teams that have already had so much development. And I think even the other squads that are lower down right now have a chance to Recoup for that. Like, I can see 100 Thieves coming back in and improving a lot to, to LCQ and, and being I think they already have? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, what they do is they isolate the players from, which is, uh, they isolate the players from, like, the social media. They don't do content with them. They allow them to boot camp. They allow them to be in their own fucking uh, hyperbolic time chamber for the next, like, four weeks or whatever <laughs> it is to, to LCQ. And then, even then, I don't think that they have the IGLing experience on this team to properly bring them through. I think that a lot would be put on Kaplan, and honestly, like, 
I, I think they have what it takes in that regard, but just without the IGLing experience, it's like really tough to actually in, in, uh, implement that. With that being said, I don't think we live in an ideal world, and I, I can foresee the situation where another player just doesn't want to play, and they have to put like emergency sub, and they bring in like some fucking, they bring in Shroud again, and they just go on a content firestorm, and that's how they end the season. I could 100% <laughs> imagine that. So basically what they did last year. Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah, yep. I think the IGLing is a big concern, but I also think just leadership in general, not just in game, like in specifically like what you're calling and things like that, but leadership in general, I think it requires somebody really strong who has a lot of experience, again, not just in IGLing, but in general, to I'm be crazy. able to navigate this mess that they're sitting in. Like that? And I don't... I don't know that anyone on that roster has that right now if Dev is actually gone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're in uh, an enormous mess currently, but it's uh, it's one of the organization's own making. So it's also, uh, yeah, difficult to empathize from that point of view, but very easy to empathize with the players. I yeah. also think that like they won't, uh, they won't give the players that like hyperbolic time chamber to focus. I think the org no, will continue won't. to breathe down their neck and continue to try and make content because I think if anything, the org has been rewarded for each of these moves, not in wins, but in community engagement and in clout. Every time they've made one of these moves that we can sit here as like people who are like, oh, we want this team to win. We want the best for the players and can like kind of clown on it. A lot of the fans get it, it. It brings engagement. Seeing your favorite mm -hmm. player, your favorite streamer sub into thing, seeing someone who you know has won tournaments in the past and like is kind of considered like the goat uh, for people who don't really maybe currently watch a ton of Valorant esports. Like it, it totally makes sense why the engagement is so there. Like the strategy is working to to drive engagement. And in a world where esports orgs are consistently struggling to like make money and find sponsors in like a, a time where the economy is not super great for this industry. Like, I think they're going to keep doing it because I think they're being rewarded for it, which is, I mean, it, it is what it is. Esports is a business. It sucks for it as a sport, but for if I was Borpa businessman at Sentinels, I would probably keep doing this shit. Um, one of the other things to point out too, is that just the, uh, I, I'm not sure I'm going to get a chance to talk about this on, a de on the desk, so I really wanted to bring it up here as well, because it just blew my mind. Is that Marv, after having his insane game for MIBR, the next two teams that played against him just figured it, his playstyle out completely. We saw it in the Cloud9 game first, where, do you remember when they were just watching for his insanely late lurks, mm -hmm. and like deep lurks rather? Not late so much as actually fairly active and deep. Um, but... Also, specifically in the head-to-head -head against Jake, Jake went 10-3 and three against him. Uh, that's a collegiate player reading and, you know, with the help of his team, completely outplaying uh, a player that was at the absolute peak of his game last year. And sure, he's taken a break, but somebody that should really be on a different planet, I think, in terms of their performance. And then EG, this week, Com went head-to-head -head against him on Pearl, the Viper v. Viper. And when I was watching the VOD back of that game, Com is waiting for him and killing him every single round. 
where he's got like this like they, they've almost put come on like man marking marv when he goes on these positions in b-link those looks that he goes for or on the retake when he re retakes through b-link like b-link is just a hot spot of death for marv and Com was five and zero against him. Again, this is Com, a player that doesn't even play smokes, that has been put on Viper. Com, a player that had some really terrible performances earlier on this year. And Marv is getting smoked. Like, because he does. He just looks like an independent contractor. Like, he's just doing his job. And it's out of... It's not that it's out of sync with the rest of the team. It's just got nothing to do with what the rest of the team are doing. Yeah. It's... Oh. They, they just look like a team that hasn't practiced together. And they're just pugging. And they're getting taken apart, obviously, by the teams that have practiced. It's like... It reminds me of when you watch a team... Like, you, you know, when you... If you just tried to plug in, like, a pro team to Premier or something like that. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, I... I feel like a lot of the time, though... Well, specifically after the, the Super Week, which he did quite well in, Zekin has just not been able to provide as much, like, attention drawing that he was in those games against Loud and MIBR. And that's part, part of the reason why you, mm -hmm. you can man-mark him. You can fucking Patrick Beverly against, against Marv and just keep him out the game. That is a, a real thing. Like, your, your entry, and it's, you see it on Team Liquid, too. That's... Not even close to the same amount of like um, the amount of performance that he had when Safe was on the team. He's not finding those sure. lurk timings as much yeah. because you just don't have as the, the same amount of pressure all, all around the map. So I don't fully blame him. I'm not saying that Marv is, or actually, I'm defending Marv as yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to just dry walk. It's all connected. Places. It's all connected. There's yeah. there's no one issue. It's all it all links together. All of the stuff that Sentinels have got problems with and it all comes down to a lack of practice yep. um let's move on though let's let's ignore the the clout farm just for a moment Wait, and move I, on to oh go on sorry one more thing very quickly one more thing very quickly on this whole sentinel situation if all of this is true and def is actually gone right and they're going with 10 sassy uh pancada uh zekin and marved there is no sixth player if if yeah. for some reason they're given an exception and yeah, ball is in. Bro. What's up, Sen City? Ball is next up. Up. here. I'm gonna be playing on the roster for week eight. Ball is next up. So unless they and I, and I don't exactly know how the rules work as far as like allowing an exception or something like that because are obviously these are obviously um, there, there are circumstances at play here. But what if somebody goes down? So I have some insight here. I have the global contract database open. Okay and. They actually do have a six person. Ooh. He's not. That's Damn. the person oh. on the roster right now. Yeah, oh. but there's no way he... I, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at, is I know he's on the roster, but it, he's yeah. inactive, right? He's inactive. Um, well, it, it doesn't matter. He's on the roster. It only matters that he's contractually like there. In fact, even for death, like they could just perma-bench him and pay him whatever his bench salary is, which will probably be less than his active salary. I imagine yeah. reasonably that's what will happen. And he's and then he just becomes their reserve player. You know, for for the reasons of like the rules, you only need somebody there in spirit, not in person necessarily. Yeah, Mike. My, my initial thoughts around this were: if the rumors are true, and the rumors are that Def got dropped, not benched, he got dropped. Then yeah. there's there's a really interesting potential problem here, and it again points back to the negligence and just the gross mishandling from management of the squad. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of getting at, too, for LCQ. Like, 
players can just decide not to play by the way like obviously they're going to get penalized in whatever contracts but like that is totally a thing like obviously tens for example was sick they're going to accommodate him but like that's his choice too like i wouldn't have been surprised to see this earlier and i wouldn't be surprised even to, to hear that this is like deaf saying he doesn't want to play or something like that yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hope I hope Tenz is okay to play and isn't being like pressured to do so because I know like he's from what he was talking he's about, like, he's, he's okay, been, yeah. Good. Okay, let's talk about Cloud Nine. Let's move on from the Sentinels discussion and talk about one of the top teams. They are going crazy. Uh, Cloud Nine continue to just light the world on fire. They look nuts. They played against MIBR. They absolutely smoked them. They ran their you know their normal comps looked fantastic dismantled the opposition i i don't know what more to say this team just looks excellent i mean yeah this game is just so pretty like their their attacking side on split was so well called throughout like i love the maps where where zeppa plays raise like it's just it's so impressive to me that like that duo can switch to like one being sky one being duelist back and forth doesn't really matter and they just provide the same value either way like zeppa and leaf are just such incredible players for, for being able to do that consistently. And then after split, they play Lotus. And I, I honestly think they might be just like the best Lotus team right now. Like their defensive sides with the with the Neon Sky, they just play it so incredibly well. They're consistently putting up ridiculous numbers of rounds on that defensive side. The rotates are always on point. The stall with the Neon is always on point. It, it's, it's honestly just fucking fantastic from C9. Like I am so on board the hype train for this team. I almost feel like if they played loud again right now, they would beat them. Like, I think they look like the strongest team in America. So we'll do our power rankings, power rankings later, but I think they look like the best team right now. Didn't you bash our power rankings last week, Mimi, on Twitter? Did I? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Where we <laughs> had Cloud9 like in to. number one. <laughs> yeah. Probably, I, I might have done that, but also you guys were right. <laughs> <laughs> I need my Brazilian engagement, guys. Come on, let's be true, honest. True, true. I want to ask you guys a question. Is Leaf just the best player in America's? No, Aspas. Aspas. Come on now. No. Leaf is. Leaf might be. Okay. Oh, Leaf might be. Leaf might be. Like, I, I feel like Aspas is... Let me put it out. First off, he's incredible. He, like, I think he is the obvious answer for best player. But what Leaf provides to this team is just so good. Like, he's fundamentally fantastic as, as an individual. His jet is on point. His sky is really good. He can play multiple agents for this team and does incredibly well in all of them. They've talked about what he adds outside of the server of like being super proactive about like watching VODs and wanting to like be just like a student of the game and bring new stuff into the team. And on top of that being like a proactive voice, like I think for what he provides besides his individual performance, like it's so much. And and I don't know to the same extent what Ospos provides behind the scenes. I think just like as an individual, as a jet player, yes, Ospos is just straight up probably the, be the best in America is maybe the best in the world. But there is an argument there for Leaf. Yeah, there's probably an argument. I just, um, I think when you, that argument all revolves around some of the intangibles that we just mm. never really actually know about other than the players talking about it. So like, I choose to try to ignore that because I just can't evaluate it as, as well. I, I would That's probably, fair. I would probably rate Leaf higher in those aspects, um, but I also don't speak Portuguese. So it's like fucked up to even like consider it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, when when you look at Aspas, the, he just every single week he just continues to impress and improve on some things that you that are really really hard to do. 
his decisiveness, and I'm not saying Leaf doesn't have this, especially on Jet, is ridiculous. And he, a lot of times you watch, you watch Jet players, you watch like maybe Cryo, you watch like, I don't know, any, anybody, CNED especially, like comes to mind when I think about this. A lot of times they get a kill and it looks like they just randomly throw shit out. They're just like, smoke, smoke, updraft, dash, like fucking whatever. Osboss is like so perfect with everything that he throws out that at this point it looks like he studies every single angle to have those reactions and he has everything pre-planned like he's sherlock holmes freezing time and going through the scenario before like it actually happens and he perfectly does it because he knows how the players are going to react that's the type of thing that i i see when i see ospas and i also i haven't seen uh this called nine team challenge since the the their loud game right so you're seeing a lot of just like kind of stompy games from cloud nine and a lot of time that results in Leaf looking like a freaking god, like an absolute god. Whereas Aspas, sometimes, yeah, he has like some rough games, like he misses some shots sometimes, but he always has this ability to turn it up to fucking fifth degree. And like Leaf has shown that in the past, but like not to a level where he's going to be competing for champions championships, like yet in my mind. I, I think that's fair. And I mean, uh, you have to give the credit to Os- Osboss because in so many of these games where Loud is doing a little bit of trolling and is like losing a map and it looks like things are slipping away, in like both of their Super Week games where that happened, where they lost map one and need like a comeback on the second map, it was Osboss who turned up and played like a fucking god to like kind of be the catalyst to help them propel back into that game and, and keep that insane performance. Like he deserves so much credit for being able to do that. And also, like, to, to the point again about the, the intangibles, we, we know a lot about what they say that Leaf brings to the team because the players speaking English are pretty vocal about that. But you can't know the same things about Loud. But to the same extent, I think when you watch his gameplay, you can almost kind of, like, project some things onto, onto him. Like, the, particularly, I think, the way he, like, anchors sites. And, like, I'm thinking about, like, a site when he's playing there and, like, having Cowan Zine rotate in. Like, the way he coordinates with his teammates on top of just, like, his ability to, like, anchor a site alone is incredible then i almost feel that well we haven't heard the same thing it's likely that he provides some of those similar ideas that we're giving leaf credit for um but yeah i i think that time will tell and i'm certain that we will see cloud nine play loud in the playoffs again and i think it might be a different story than the last time that they played each other um it's so also that's... gonna be a seeding game yeah, yeah i'll tell you where it's, it's gonna be yeah. upper bracket finals not gonna fucking matter yeah <laughs> well, okay seeding game yeah. actually are important because of the format of masters but are they? Yeah, it's the same. I'm I'm assuming it's the 10 same teams, don't you format, get a buy? Right? Oh, is it like the yeah, whole buy thing again? It'd it's be 12 like teams because two Chinese teams. Wait, isn't it I... only 10? The oh, 3, sorry, 11? Three, Wait. Seven. Oh, no, it's 12. No, it's 12. 12. 12. Why wouldn't they just do three groups of four? Because They'll probably do that then. Dead, bro. They don't do that. They've got the Masters Copenhagen. They just send four teams to the fucking playoff bracket. For first yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that does work a bit better, actually. And how do they, do they send one of the Chinese teams to top? Or an EU team because the Fnatic one. Or two EU teams make it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about Aspas then a little bit more. Louder continue to be undefeated. And we have discussed kind of the battle between Leaf and Aspas up at the top there. Um, Loud, however, this week come off the back of... Kind of spanking 100 Thieves. The f- I know that they went to OT. I think it was in the second map. Yeah. This first map, though, I-, I actually... Okay, here's my hot take, and then I'll let you guys riff. 100 Thieves look 
incredibly better than they did at the beginning of the season. Weeks one through three, 100 Thieves, bad team. Not a good team. Week four, five, and six, 100 Thieves are a good team, but their just opponents are so much more difficult to play against. And that's why um, when they lost the, those games early on in the season, I thought their whole season was already over because their strength of schedule just got massively more difficult. But the more difficult it's got, they've also got better performances coming out from Cryo. Derek looks a lot better too. Like, I, I'm not bothered with the way that 100 Thieves are playing, but they're just getting murdered by a team that's insanely good at the game. Uh, this loud team is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, um, personally, I think it's individual performances that are buffering that and making it look a lot better because like, I, I can point to examples of Cryo, for example, especially on this first map against Loud, just like feeling a lot more loose, a lot more comfortable, like actually being able to find yeah. places where he's valuable on defense side ascent, which in the past it's been like pulling teeth, trying to get him to go to the right spot, you know, and like find an engagement with his op. Here he's like free flowing. His jet movement looked a lot better. Um, it looked comparable to some of the other jets that you see in the league. And that was exciting to me. And then Derek had better moments. I think Banks still slightly underperforming. But Stellar as well looks like the Stellar from Red Bull. I think individually it feels that way, but I, I still think that this team is uh, struggling in terms of a lot of what we talked about last week against NRG, where, yeah, they have some hero moments from their players, but overall in a game plan like level and a strat level, they're never going to be able to compete with this with, with teams like Loud, with teams like Cloud9, and that's well, going to be yeah, a problem. That those are on a different level, sure, but I think what has been impressing me a little bit is that 100 Thieves have showcased some different stuff, like the the big game plans that they had in this game, even when you're thinking about Ascent, they had a nice round early on in the game where they had, uh, they kind of funneled everybody from loud into B, Stella was anchoring from lane, they had nobody hard anchoring the site, and they just kind of crunched them there. Um, they Also, the fact that Cryo is getting set up more, I think is partly a, a strategy thing, too. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in really bad spots all throughout lock-in and the team didn't look like it was a priority for them to get cryo into nice positions and i'm sure some of that was cryo's confidence levels but th there's got to be a game plan a lot of the time around like pushing cryo in certain places and, and getting him those lines yeah um I, I also think, that... sorry, I also think that they just look really good proactively with Asana playing the Rays on yes. Split. They, yeah. They're really proactive, re-clearing on defense. They had um, uh, a good game plan for what they wanted to do in a lot of the, the rounds with uh, like their Ecos, where they were using a, a huge amount of ultimates. I think Loud are just too good for them right now, but that shouldn't really be too much of a surprise because they're Loud. Yeah, like I, I think of the questions that you ask about like Sentinels and other teams, like what, so what, <laughs> like, so what are they going to be able right. to make Tokyo? No, I, I don't. I, I would even put NRG Furia, like even if there's still continued, like trending upwards improvement, unless I see significant like involvement in the strats in some of their close games or wins, then I'm not starting to rank this team higher even with the individual performances, because I don't think those individual performances are consistent enough. Like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. looking at the game prior last week where it was Asana to like have a major, uh, not, not last week, but the week before that where Asana yeah, the, was the big Leviathan. reason. Yeah. Against Leviathan. He was just, he was just doing Asana things. Mm -hmm. And that's like, now I'm seeing multiple players. Sure. Rising up in level, maybe altogether. Maybe that's something they're working on uh, individually all, but it's, it's not enough to do anything. 
It's I not mean, enough to prevent them from learning Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> doing anything and winning LCQ, like winning LCQ, might mean beating a team that's as good as Leviathan are at the moment. Yeah, yeah. LCQ is a different conversation. Yes. Um, I, I, I feel I, better than them than I do about Sentinels in terms of their long-term prospect. For sure. Yeah. I mean, they're not rotating a bunch of things. They actually have a core that they're working around and they have time to continue to make the improvements that they've been working on. Cryo's only going to get more comfortable with time. Stellar's only going to get a better read on the game of time. We know Bang, what Bang is capable of. We know he's done it before. With time, he inevitably is going to revert to that. Yeah, I think I mean, Derek is another one who, you know, we talked so much about Derek at his peak and how clutch he was, and he hasn't really had those moments in a long time, but... History suggests that it's going to get there again. We know what the team is capable of, and I think for an LCQ run, yeah, there, there's plenty of good reason to think that, I mean, they have a shot, right? Like, we, they had, in my opinion, they had less of a shot at an LCQ run the last time we saw them at LCQ. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's even a chance this team still makes playoffs. Looking at it now, they have the head-to-head -head over EG. Both those teams are three and four right now. And um, wait, they do have the head to head. Yeah, they do. They have What's the head to head the over EG. Both of those are three and four. If EG beats MIBR, loses to NRG, and 100 Thieves beat MIBR or Furia and loses to the other one, then they're tied with EG in standings and have the head to head. <laughs> Man, yeah, and just you've scrape lost by in the playoffs. The basically, win, win both matches and they get through, win one match and they have slight tie breaks, which they're already advantaged yes. in. They have a tie break over EG if they win one, lose one, as long as EG also have, win they, one. They'll lose have one. a tie break against whoever they beat and EG. Yes. And right. to be clear, their next two matches are against Furia, which will be difficult because DG's in, he's, he's next. The truth. Yeah. Uh, and then MIBR, who just looks like a shell of the team we once thought they were. So it's not, I mean, to... to Bro, who there's thought a chance? they were? Who thought they were? Real quick. Who thought people, they were? People. Bren. There's a chance. Yeah, Bren. Bren. There's a chance Bren. that they go 2-0. But it's a, it's a big ask. I, I think it goes back to what Paul was saying earlier. You, there, even just to beat Fury, there, there has to be more consistent proof. Like, you, you got to see more. You need to continue to get better and iterate off of the small things that we saw them improve on in the, in the most recent weeks. Yeah, they've also got a map pool that can target some of the weaknesses of Furia. Um, the issue is just that, like, I think Split and Fracture are two maps where they can go and really target Furia's weaknesses. But the problem is that every other map, it just looks like Furia look better. And that's, that's, a, that's a big issue. Both of these teams have permabans, by the way, so that really is only three, three versus two. So all 100 Thieves need to do is flip, like, one of those other maps that ends up getting into the pool. Um, or somehow Furia beef the map veto, you know, and, and get rid of haven or ascent or something but i can't i can't see why they would end up doing that maybe if furia got rid of bind actually like maybe furia would be scared of 100 thieves bind which again wouldn't make any sense because furia's double duelist bind looked better than what 100 thieves brought out against nrg but a lot of that i think was just because the players were having cracked performances like dojazine looked insane in that absolutely insane um i, I want to move on though and talk about the latam clash because we had leviathan and the word that springs to mind is bounce back, but it's over the it's over one of the only two winless teams in the international leagues. And if Leviathan beat Detonation, I wouldn't be calling it a bounce back, and I don't think I want to call this a bounce back either. Maybe not a, maybe, maybe not a full bounce back, but I do think a win of this caliber was important. Right, you should be given the expectations that we had for Leviathan at the beginning of the year. 
uh, and given what we know this roster is capable of, you should be stomping crew. Right, and that's I think when you have a team that seems to have lost a bit of identity, when you have your star duelist in Taka who hasn't been comfortable on the stage since the beginning of the year, there is possibility that they struggle a little bit. That some of the yips or whatever it is that's been causing these problems continues to rear its head, and they what? that didn't show up at all. The yips? right, like yeah, that's the going yips. in your book, bro. That's going, what the fuck is? You haven't heard yips? me say the yips. What is the yips? Well, I'll, I'll explain. That. What does that mean? Yeah, like, um, the, the, gosh, the, I do, thank you, Josh. The, the, pits it. and troughs, right? It's like what? the problems, no? Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the problem, like the, the hesitation, the stage frightness, the, the, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like a, a, a nervousness that you're not oh, performing. like the yips, like, yeah, the yips. <laughs> Got it. Oh, it's actually a fucking spasm. Okay. I didn't realize shit. it was I an did, actual no, thing. I did not mean to, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> Uh, but I, again, to, to go back to Levitan, oh. I think it was important for them to have a, a win like that. And yeah, it was against, I mean, their little brothers, right? But it, it needed to be oh. that decisive, and it was. To be fair, yeah, they did stun them. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, 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 I kind of agree with like the stuff about like Taco specifically and the performance anxiety or whatever. But I'll make the argument for bouncing back here because uh, I feel like. What you saw against Crew, you expected to beat them, but what you, what you might not have expected is how back to being clean it was. Mm -hmm. You didn't see any of the, the chaotic rounds that sometimes they're good at, but also sometimes makes them look like really bad that you saw against 100 Thieves, that you saw against EG, where you know maybe Taco goes for a play, he dies, and then everybody's like scrambling to recover. You saw those situations sometimes happen, and they recovered in a beautiful way. And that's where I would make the argument that they, they bounce back to the reputation that they might have had, the reputation that NRG gave them about being so disciplined in scrims, like in playing every every scrim like it's an official match. Like that's the Leviathan we, we actually saw at the beginning of the season, I would say, that we saw some glimpses of that at Lockin. I wouldn't say every single game, like especially the game of like against Vitality, I feel like was very scrappy. But that's the the that's the bouncing back. It was, they had their identity back. And, yeah. I, I don't think they've ever lost their identity, to be honest with you. I think that they've always looked like they are going through the drilled stuff. Even when they're losing, like, apart from Taco. Taco's individual form has been way lower. But when you go back and you look at what they're doing, they're just going through the same strats that they've been running yes. a thousand times before. Yep. You know, was this really, you know, it wasn't a lack of discipline. If anything, they've been too disciplined in some of their games, yeah. too yes, rigid I would and agree inflexible. With so uh, to me, I just need to see this against a better team because to me, the big thing that has been knocking Leviathan down is that the better teams are ready to anticipate what they're doing and already have stuff in place to dismantle it. And to be honest, Levy and Tam were just able to do whatever they liked in this game. Everything was working. They showed some new stuff that I hadn't seen from them on Haven before. Their split looked absolutely identical to what they've done and what Loud have been doing for a long time too. It just looked absolutely exactly the same to me. But Haven, they did show some different things. And yeah, it looked pretty decent. But also, it felt like they were winning every game duel and crew just fell over. So, uh, who do they play against next? 
Cloud Nine and then Loud. Cloud Nine they have, like, and Loud. They have the worst like, possible strength of schedule. Holy, going from crew and owners tweeting like, good job, guys. The hard work paid off. Like, wait until you play against Cloud Nine and Loud before patting yourselves on the back, I think. No? Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. I, I, go, go ahead. ahead of course, ahead. but... All right, fine. We're all getting in there at the same time. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that 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 win over Crew means that everyone thinks Live is back. I, I don't think anyone is saying that. I think what people are saying is that it was important for them to have a win like that because, in a lot of ways, like you were fixing, you you showed improvements on some of the things that were problems before. And very quickly, I do think while they were doing the same things, it was uh, perhaps a lack of identity or a change in identity. Mm-hmm. You can have Curry continue to shoot. Every single night, exact same shots from the exact same positions in front of defenders. Back in faces, spawn on basketball reference. Yes, basketball. thank you. Just stick with me. No, for a it second. wasn't. No, it was not Curry, that Curry. Like Curry, Steph Curry, Curry basketball. <laughs> shut shut oh, up. Right, right. Um, but I mean, T one Curry. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> but you you can have someone continue to shoot the same way and not believe. Right, like there can be, you can look the exact same on the outside and have mental things that are going on that I think are more indicative cool. of a lack of identity mm-hmm. than anything else. So yeah, they can have the same drilled approaches. Yeah, they can have owner like expecting the exact same things and everything intended to be as drilled and as um, mm-hmm. rigid as expected. But that doesn't mean that there were an identity issues that I think were were pretty evident as someone took a closer look at, as some at some of what was going on. Do I think that just because they beat Crew the way they did, they're going to 2-0 the rest of the season? No. Do I think they have more of a fighting chance than they did before crew against cloud nine. Yeah. I I mean, I think there's more of a compelling conversation to be had around it. Could you imagine what we'd be saying about Leviathan right now? If they got stopped by crew or even if it didn't look clean and it went through. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Like we'd be, I mean, we'd be having crew type of conversations with them, right? Like we, but the fact that they look decently respectable against crew, I think just shows, okay. Yeah. They're, they may be what we thought they were. And I agree with you, but I also think they always have been what we thought they were. I think in their loss versus EG, they are what That's, we thought they were. Because what, right. I, what I thought they are is a team that is really structured, that has some good ideas, that is very well drilled, that has good coordination between the players, that sometimes relies a little too much on those set strategies, on that structure, and against the better teams that can get exploited. I, I, I think that's what has happened. I think Leviathan is a team that is shown to be quite preppable. And I think that when they are allowed to play to the game plan, they will roll, as evidenced by the, the crew and the MIBR series, where it was very similar, where it looked like they were just doing the exact strats they wanted to. It was just as they drew it up in Valaplant, because both of those teams... Or didn't have like kind of a proactive idea of how to shut oh. that down. Didn't seem to have that level of preparation to shut Probably, that down. Right. Versus- also, sorry, I just want to Go point ahead. out that when you when you use the word proactive, it's so funny because the way in which they've lost a lot before is that you allow Leviathan to do their thing and then you take it apart. And instead, Crew were determined to run at them at the beginning of every defensive round and always have something aggressive going on and Leviathan just shot them and stopped them yes. from doing it like man when you watch crew play defense they're itching to go they're always wanting to do something and Leviathan are just holding for an advantage at the beginning you know how like Carmen Corp default and at the beginning of the year we would see them just holding spawn for the first 30 seconds and then they were clueless because they didn't know what to do they, they've been scrimming against teams like crew the whole time where they just crew are desperate to give away advantages they can't help it. Has so it, it just makes the whole game so much easier. To die first. It, it's crazy. Here, here's some croupium for you, though. Some absolute yeah. copium for the LATAM teams. I think of all of the teams in Americas, these two have had the hardest strength of schedule by far. 
it, the way in which they've played against the teams has lined up almost perfectly with when they've gotten better. Uh, if you look at the Leviathan schedule of when they've played people, they played, uh, apart from NRG at the beginning, where they caught them when they were looking fairly poor, they catch Furia when Furia are looking like gods, when Khalil is hitting every shot, you know, absolutely dismantling them. They've never looked like that again. They, um, they catch uh, 100 Thieves in week four, right after they've had the revival of Cryo, Week four, five, and six, 100 Thieves, way better than week one, two, and three. There's a massive difference there. They catch EG at the end of their improvement to the point where they're actually looking at a level where they can beat teams like Leviathan. If they play EG at the beginning of the season, that is a guaranteed dub. That ain't happening in this game. Then they're playing Cloud9 at the end of the season as well. So they didn't get to prey on them when they were still figuring stuff out. They get like peak form Cloud9 and they just have Loud thrown in there, but Loud have always been good. And the same happens for Crew. Crew played against Fury a week one. Crew played against all these teams when they were still doing really well. It's, it's rough out there for Latam. I'm not buying. You're not I'm buying not, that no, cope? I'm not buying. That's a load of crap. Uh, crew are 0-7. Well, I, about, I buy the Leviathan cope. I don't buy the crew cope. Yeah, crew, I agree. Like, crew 0-7. I, I think the Leviathan cope, though, is, is, is real and a valid point. I think they've had very hard games and will continue to have that. But I also think they had a lot of opportunities to win some of those games yeah. and did a significant modicum of trolling. Um, I, I, th- I think, yeah, both things can be true. And the, the reason... Why I'm like kind of like flicking my head all over the place when you guys are talking about Leviathan is just like they played against EG and 100 Thieves. I here's here's the argument. I feel like you get the the Leviathan that played against Crew this week, and you play either of those teams the same again again. Like they win that, they win that series. What you saw in the games against 100 Thieves and EG wasn't like like full like exploiting their prep, exploiting Leviathan. It was Leviathan not following through with their protocols. It was Leviathan falling apart with how to set up taco or uh king igelling mm. like and calling but the same things over and over and over start with uh, i'm thinking of like the hundred thieves series here where i feel like that started with like leviathan playing like their icebox game plan if we're just gonna fucking retake every round and then hundred thieves like started pushing forward and being proactive in the post plan they struggled to contend with that and then the spiral seemed to start did it not start with a little bit of kind of like prep of their idea of being countered and then struggling uh, to find the second option do you think I, I disagree with your assessment of things, Bala, and I've just, I'm prepping this segment for the desk this week, actually. So I've just gone through and taken a look in detail at that Leviathan 100 Thieves game. So there's like five rounds where Leviathan have a play that they do with alts, and 100 Thieves are ready to stop it every time. They, they always do the lockdown in Garage every time. You go back and look at Leviathan's VODs on Haven, always that exact same lockdown in Garage, and 100 Thieves had a counter to it. Mazzino, every time he has his omen up, he always omen up somewhere deep. Usually it's been into like deep into spawn instead of a heaven recently. Uh, Derek was there to stop it. Bang was there to stop it the two times that they tried that on the attack rounds as well. When they attack, King calls for early fault line recon dart, and then they hit the site as an execute as soon as the recon dart and the fault line come up every single time. They literally go immediately at the one minute mark, or if they use their recon and stun earlier on, they're back into an execute. Doesn't matter whether 5v5 or 4v5, they're execing as soon as that stun and recon dart comes up. Mate, I'm watching this VOD and I'm like, you guys are the most readable fuckers I've ever seen in my life. Like, people are begging to play against a team like that. Yeah, begging to play yeah. against a team like that. Dude, I, I, I'm not even... Okay, yes. I, 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 you're, you're probably right about that part. But the, the, 
the point, the reason they lost that game, in my mind, is not that stuff. Even with, you, you give me proof or whatever, I'm thinking of the rounds where the shit is just spaghetti all over the place because they're not following each other. They're not playing with discipline as as you expect. They're, somebody's making a hero play. Those are the rounds that I think things fall apart more so than, than anything else. Maybe it's a combination. It might be a combination. Uh, he, my my take right. is that it's like one connects to the other and that they have those rounds where like they get red, their game plan is, is like just not working at all. And then they and then they turn into fucking spaghetti spaghetti aton after that. Like I feel like there's kind of a, correla a correlation. That's terrible. There, there's, That's there's, terrible. There's, yeah, there's hundred percent a correlation. But I I would argue that the team that played against Crew is going to succumb to that way less, way less. Um, maybe it's just because they're such a weak team. But uh, even then, I I don't believe that. Um, I think what we saw was insane, like sticking to what is good and falling into the things that are like what have been practiced. And that's not necessarily a good thing for Livia Tan, but my argument is that it, it, it was a bounce back in that regard that they regained that identity that I was talking about. Right. Um, the, I, I assume though, that you're still considering the cloud nine and loud games to be extremely difficult games for them. Yes. Would you favor them in either of those? I guess we can actually wait for the predictions, but the, that would only be one of them this week. So I want to ask you about both of them. No, of course not. Um, right. But, but I, they have chances? They're like they have still going to be on that yeah, level? they have chances, 100%. I don't think you've yeah. really seen Livia get stomped by anybody this season. So, yeah. Um, um, I, I want to move on to the next game, though, because we've talked about Leviathan for quite a while at this point. So NRG played against Furia. And NRG are just on a, a, a tear currently. And not just that, their bind was insane. This series actually was insane. It was a great one to watch. Um, you got to see Furia still popping off. The, some of the stuff that Dijazim was pulling out was unfreaking believable. He finishes plus 14 with 60 kills, but frankly, I mean, you look at what he was doing on bind, and I didn't think there was any way NRG was going to be able to stop them. And then NRG still managed to win the map. It, it's bonkers. Uh, Fury should have won this series. <laughs> Bind should have been theirs, but NRG is just insane on that attack side, and Fury is way too slow on the defense. But also, they picked a fairly attack-sided comp, I'd say. Um, yeah, Fury, uh, I, I didn't really get a chance to, t to watch the tail end of the series, but Bind and Haven, insane series. So much fun to watch. I would re I, I'd, I'd recommend anybody to watch that. Um, to me, the standout is Psalm. Psalm was an absolute beast at keeping them in the game and making some ridiculous like spam like to save like some of those rounds and yeah energy's buying continues to impress and it's crazy that they're able to withstand Digizim. yeah I, I feel like the second half of bind was just like the most like classic like finesse team second half imaginable uh, like it, it was like a direct echo of the the game this at lock-in uh the the icebox game where they were down like nine two or nine three or something it was like give me three rounds we come back on the attack and yeah. they just like utterly rolled and came back and i think it was like pretty much the exact same thing here because in the second half on the attacking side what impressed me the most with nrg besides just like the really good mid rounding is like <laughs> their ability to like stay calm in like these really scrappy late rounds and just like have like a coordinated pivot like their their post plants on like the B site in particular, where they have like a play where it's like, okay, we're gonna in the post plant push elbow. Then we realize they're reacting this way. Instantly reset, pause for a second, and then have a new reaction. They're so good at like being coordinated and pivoting their plan 
in these late round situations, even when like, it's in a post fight, time is sticking, the opponent is doing something different. It's honestly incredible what they can pull off. And on top of that, all the players just look so much more comfortable. You, you shout out Salm in particular, but Victor's raise, as always, was honestly goaded on this map. Like, it's like the roles are making sense. Finesse is looking at peak form in his calling. And I think they're also like leading in the map pool right now. Like, Bind coming back just works so well for them because I, I don't think anyone's going to want to test them here, honestly. Their attack side yeah. is just so good. I think so. The scary thing about NRG and their bind in particular is that I think there's a lot of, there are a couple of small adjustments away from their defense getting significantly better. I spent maybe three and a half hours watching bind yesterday, just this map. <laughs> I VOD reviewed, I, it, I, was, I was here for a long time. Um, and there were just so many little things, right? Like so much of, so much of Fury's attempt to disrupt the defenses from NRG was just around playing with pace. And there were a couple of like, again, minor things. I'm mainly thinking about Sam and his uh, high tide usage that minor adjustments that mm. cause wrinkles in Furious' desire to be pacey and to break some of these. Because remember, they were running a Sage, a Harbor, and a Viper, right? Like so much of NRG's game plan was intended around defensive control. And Furia, their approach was to just counter that, right? To be play, to play very pacey and to get ahead of some of that stuff. And there were these minor things that I'm seeing, like ending your high tide faster by right-clicking so that the wall goes up faster so that they don't get up it as quickly. Uh, and you can combo the slow with raise nade, things like that. Like, those were little things that I bet you they look at the VODs and go, oh my gosh, we, we should have crushed the defensive side. Um uh, of bind and i think when i when i think about energy and i think about their forward projection to mimi's point the fact that bind is back in the rotation only makes them better and those little things that i was that i saw a, a bunch of in that first half yesterday get adjusted and this team i mean could roll I potentially could roll over anybody on bind they're only yeah. gonna get better i, I just think they weren't ready for the double duelist but like if, if another team picks us into them and, and runs that comp i don't think it would work again uh, if dejazine has to play like that for them to still lose 13-11, then what do you need to be able to win? Uh, who's going to put up a performance? Is Aspas going to put up a better performance than Dejazine playing double duelist on bind? I, I, I don't think so. Is Aspas going to go to raise when he's been playing Jet all year? Like, I don't think so. Who else is going to beat this team on bind? Cloud9? Are they going to look like the team to, to do it at some point later on? Probably. Let's Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think that that's a serious possibility. But overall, this team just looks, yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, do you think that they have got into a spot, though, where they're back to their peak, like S tier could win a tournament level? Um, I think that relies on uh, a couple of their players specifically like artists having a little bit more consistency even while he's flexing a little bit more um obviously we haven't really i mean we saw a little bit of the the jet on both other maps right uh but it's still not like at the artist level and he's he's shown it on haven before and i'm not saying that it doesn't exist but i, I really think that in order for them to be contenders he needs to be on you know the the champions run artist type thing copenhagen artist yeah like very 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 good because i think right now he's getting buffered a lot by victor just being insane every single map no matter what role he's playing no matter what he's doing 
Victor is in my mind just been such an uh it's been an eye-opening season for me for him because i was not expecting it i, I was expecting him to be i mean remember like the community team. narrative last year after was it like victor's the worst player on optic i yep. remember like everyone I mean, I on social was. media was saying that yeah and i i agree with you i don't think his form looked good but he just looks like utterly renewed this yeah. season it's the, been incredible and so if he if he goes back to being slightly inconsistent then i could see a need for artists to 100 percent be that guy which maybe won't happen but I'm not convinced that they'll be able to take a championship without that because I've, I, I'm just convinced that Victor's not going to continue to be as insane as he is throughout this league. I, I do think all of the other pieces, you know, you mentioned Victor. Crashies is another one that just continue. I don't think the guy has seen a drop off at all, even with some of the struggles that Energy have had. Like he's And he's so good on the intangible things, the stuff that you don't necessarily see on stats. His map control, his ability to apply pressure off of the utility that he has is just so smothering. And I feel like one of the reasons Vanessa is as good at the mid-round calling as he is is because of the value that Crashies is able to provide. So if he continues to do what he's doing, Finesse is going to continue to call well and then have games where he frags and other games where he doesn't, which is fine. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I Bala, to your point, I, I agree with you. I think artists needs to continue to to show consistency and be the the artist that that the artist that people thought they were getting when he was brought on to energy. And I don't just I don't think he's consistently been that. Yes, because of the role changes and everything that's gone on, but I I think eyes and light shines on him as well. Honestly, they just need to go to Costco and get one of those comically large packs of gum, give it to Karashis. They'll keep the performance up. It's all good. It's over. They win the season. Best team in America's. <laughs> Uh, they're definitely looking like they could make a run to Tokyo, though, at this point. Which we haven't really been able to say about them at any other point this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's good to see. It's always nice to see a S-tier team, you know, return back into that form where they can make it to the big events. I want to get onto the predictions, though, because I really want to ask you guys about NRG Loud, but that's part of this predictions kind of uh, segment that we've got coming up. So let's get into it. Uh, the first game that we've got is Furia playing against 100 Thieves, which is an interesting one, and it means a lot. And we're all going Furia. Oh, my God. I don't feel quick. good about this one, gang. Yeah. I don't feel like this is a guarantee. Uh, I thought somebody was going to go for 100 Thieves, man. Same. That's crazy. Who but you're you not willing to do Who would you expect it? Yeah. Uh, Duggar Mimi, yeah. You need Mel back. <laughs> To just cope. <laughs> I was seriously okay, thinking about it. Here, let, let me try and sell somebody on it, right? So okay. we know that we know that Pearl is going to get banned. So that's that, that's a perma. We know that what has Fury been banning recently as well? Something else that they've just been perma banning. Oh, they've been Lotus. perma banning Oh, Lotus, yeah, yeah. So we know that Lotus and Pearl are gonna be out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um Who wins when it gets to uh, where's the the swing game? Why can't I remember what it is at the moment? The map that Furia looked quite bad on in the final. Oh no, that's Pearl, isn't it? No, I'm trolling. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking Furia's Pearl. Okay, <laughs> do you yeah, nothing do... to sell us on? Bro. All right, here, here you go. Here you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I needed to redo my entire sales pitch, uh-huh. but I'm back. <laughs> okay, I've knocked okay. on your door with a new wig and a different hat, and I'm like, hello. Would you like to buy something completely different to what I was selling earlier? No. Um, what, like what I'm trying to sell you is... Okay, Cornelius. <laughs> so, Cornelius, let's go. Cornelius. <laughs> what, do you... <laughs> what if 100 Thieves has been working on their pearl? 
100 Thieves used to be great at Pearl in the past. <laughs> I just they, know they had good retakes. What if 100 Thieves has been working on the Pearl? Furious Pearl looked kind of butt cheeks in this most recent game against NRG. Furious Pearl in the past has had some shakiness to it in terms of when they tried to run that, like, you know, neon comp. And then ever since then, basically, them going back to the double controller just hasn't looked as smooth. Do you think there's any chance that 100 Thieves have got a rabbit hidden in their hat somewhere? An ace up their sleeve to be able to win this one. Even if they do, they lose anyways. <laughs> on Pearl. Oh, bro. Yeah. Digi's in drops 50 yeah. on Pearl. <laughs> Digi's just that guy. Yeah. Like, remember, you were just saying he put on a he was on a heater against NRG and they still lost the series. Right? Yeah, it doesn't and mean that's mean he's like gonna do energy. it again. He hasn't shown very many fall-offs all year. I think There's... that's the thing. Like, we we've seen DG's he has not been he, that he has not been that guy ever. He's every not game. been that. He's been he's been good, but he's not been that guy that we just saw. Like yes. uh, other than maybe locking. Like Would you guys say DG's getting better week over week? <laughs> no, I would say that he had an insanely good week that week. Yeah. I mean, I think that he I don't know. He, he, he tends can repeat to tear that. He can repeat that. Good. Maybe yeah, he, he has an NA thing and he wasn't able to do it against Cloud9 because Cloud9 is just way better. So he's just like carrying over the leaf hate to, to NRG. <laughs> Taking it out on someone else. Yeah. I don't know. And also, here's the reason why your theory is wrong that they're prepping at Pearl anyways, Josh. They have not yet run Harbor Viper on any map. So like... Yeah. They had the chance on Icebox. They could have done it. They could have dropped that dog. They had the chance Omen on cup. Bind to try it, too. They had the chance on Bind. Where yeah. are we at? Where is it at? If that's not coming in any of the maps that they're playing, then they're not They're not bringing Pearl back, and especially when it looks so acid locking. They almost lost to Edward Gaming on this map. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Let's move along, then. It's EG playing against MIBR. Uh, this one just looks like it's absolutely wrapped up. Get your smiles ready. What a bonkers world we live in where yeah. we're Platchak guaranteeing an EG win. But I feel That'd like this crazy. one's solid. It might be ours, just a dreadful man. Yeah. Like, it, what is it? Something like six maps in a row where they haven't broken double digits, where they've just looked Oof. mentally destroyed. And, or did they win? Did they have one map where they broke double digits? They might Either have. way. It's but not on the other great. side, like, they, they EG has been one. on an upswing. Yeah. Yeah. And have actually looked like pretty they've dark. Lost good eight in maps in games. a row. Yeah. Oh. That is, and that it's is been stomps awful. too. Like other than the game against yeah. Furia, there was no close games. They have and that the, one they choked. Like they have, it was a comeback choke. They have two series wins, and they have by far the worst round differential out of any team in Americas. Oh, MIBR are in the Carmen Corp dumps. Yes, yes, they're down here with the absolute bottom feeders. Well, you know what's bad when you have worse round differential than crew after winning two series and they've won none. That's just, oh. Crew's yeah, round win? differential actually isn't even that bad. No, it's you not. Look at, they're negative I mean, seven in terms of the uh, matches, but they've only got negative seven per match. That's kind of not that bad at all. Yeah. Man, that was That's like losing 13-10, 13-9. I mean, all their games have been surprisingly close, but... 
yeah to the point about eg like th this team is finally just like looking like what we've kind of just wanted them to be for a long time i think there's still there's still some weird stuff with the roll sometimes i'm still not really convinced with like demon one flexing over to brim on their fracture i don't love that at all but i love a lot of the ideas they're bringing out still um and i think versus sentinels they're showing that like the structure is in place they have the ability to take advantage of these teams that are just like kind of all wiggly and chaotic like sentinels and i think it'll be a similar story against mibr i, I really don't have any faith that this will be anything but an eg win yeah me neither i think obviously demon one is getting better but calm has also been really impressive i think uh, he's yeah, been like he's the most impressive better. like turnaround yeah. of the league and he when you have some of the supporting casts like that who are like demon one he's he's obviously i mean we he's insane right he comes onto the scene lights everyone on fire that's great but when you have some of the pieces previously that were struggling or who have shown some inconsistency deliver the way that he has over time is really impressive. And I think MIBR have just, again, just continue. I mean, they, they're bad, right? They're bad. And also Calm's birthday today. Happy birthday, Calm. Oh, oh yeah. Birthday, Happy Calm. birthday, Calm. Here's your plachat guarantee. Fuck you. I Enjoy guess. your curse, Calm. <laughs> Happy birthday. Shall we curse another team? Let's it is it. crew, winless, zero and seven, Playing against oh, Sentinels. There's no way this is cursed. There's no way. There's, so no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Let's go. Let's go. Any Corupium havers. Yo, let's fucking go. Dude, Sentinels are not winning this game, man. They're not it winning. is a rotating clown car out here. It is. It's a carousel. People getting on, people getting off, people getting fired, people getting dropped. We don't know what roster they're going to be running with. You know what we do on carousels? You know what we do on carousels? We have fun. We have tens on the carousel. We have tens on the carousel against Kaznit, who uh, historically, I guess, hasn't done the greatest against. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Marv Dude, is gonna farm. Marv you... is gonna. Marv, Zekin are gonna co-IGL and fucking farm. Dude, no, you sound. It's absolutely nonsense. Also, you sound exactly like Sean last week, where he promised us. Remember, yeah, I wish I could bring me. up the clip. I yeah, wish he, I could bring yeah, up oh, the clip. I need to make he a short about that. Promised us. Promised us <laughs> that Sentinels was going to flatten EG. He said that it was an absolute guarantee that he, you know, when players are in this kind of position, it's just the top players versus the bottom players players they always know what they're going to do it's going to be destructive and sentinels came out there and they got Bruh, demolished I, I, I didn't say any of that number one I, I don't know how i sound like sean in that instance because uh, you're selling the same cope stop uh, what kind of cope is there bro it's fucking random it's random it's the crew, crew doesn't give a shit crew is sentinels probably also doesn't give a shit we're missing <laughs> a meaningless game okay like, what are you talking about i mean i feel like you're at least inspired to not go zero and seven against the funny team because at this point, Sentinels dude, is becoming I think, the funny I, Dude, I'd, I'd be inspired to go in seven at this point, bro. <laughs> like, fuck it. No way. Like, there's, there's no... no could way. you imagine? Oh, and nine. If, if they were it. to lose to Sentinels... I, if, excuse me. If they were to lose to Crew, a winless Crew, there's there's, there's absolutely no reality in which it happens. Also, allow me to remind you, <laughs> the last time they made a roster change, they brought in Marv, and they looked freaking unbelievable. They looked unstoppable. We also just had a crew go up against Leviathan, who, Josh, you called the most predictable... I, I can't curse because then we'll get demonetized. But you no, called them no, something you, you shouldn't you have go said. For it. Go for no, no, no. But I, with three, I don't want to get the show in trouble. I'm the guest, right? I, I don't want to cause problems. But you called them the most predictable team in, in the league. Crew knew what was happening, and they still couldn't deal with it.
I don't think right? that's what's happening. In the same vein, you're trying to predict that Sentinels <laughs> is going to win this. The least yes! predictable team in the week. Bro, it's fucking bro. spin the wheel. <laughs> Who's our roster this week? Random ass shit. Whereas Crew has like played the good teams, except for Leviathan, surprisingly close. They almost beat Loud. They almost beat fucking every team. They've always been just over the line of being able to get it done. Here's the thing. They always Kesson get them normally, Yes, Kesson is Apart normally trolling left. by running it down A long on the extremities and dying every round. Sentinels... No, Marv is going to get rolled by Kesson on the extremity every round. That, that's going to be running down. Marv, that's dead, gone. Happen. That's okay. Crew, and, and that crew might are not happen smart for enough to do stuff yeah, like really actually punish Marv. Marv might just feast in this they're game. Really not. And you, uh, the truth is, even if Kesson does have his one pop-off map and crew, you know, look good for one map and we go, oh my gosh, it's happening. Zekin and Tens are going to combine for 50. It freaking every single no, map. No, they're gonna they're gonna lose this the first the map, argument. and Rob Moore is this gonna is get the, the paper argument. shredder out, and they're gonna make another <laughs> roster change, man. Now there's there, there's no worlds for them to go, Mimi. Bro, I want to ask you. No no when we were casting the crew of the town game, we started off by reading what they were talking to each other. The last time in Brazil teams usually never type in the observer chat, like ever. <laughs> Like ever, and obviously against each other, they were all talking Spanish. And I think it was one of the crew players typed, "Hacemos or uh, juguemos una partida fake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said, let's let's have a fake fight. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, awesome. of, all of the 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 troll aside, right? All of the jokes aside. I really, I, I have a hard time believing that, that Sentinels lose this. And I think all of the, the BM about management and how poorly they've mishandled this disaster of a season that it's been for Sentinels, yeah, maybe a little copium, or maybe a little copium. But the truth is, I think, I believe in a lot of the pieces that they have there. And I believe in them enough to where they don't lose to the winless crew, who's also still playing with the sub, by the way. And it's shit he's goaded, God's gift to Valorant. <laughs> he was so good on Harbor and KO. He's playing like the most technical roles for the team. He's doing well. Honestly, if anything, Ashidi's an upgrade. I'll say uh, he's been good. Very quickly, they, uh, Sentinels just tweeted out the roster that they're going with. And who is it? Tens. I don't, don't want to steal the. I don't want to steal the, the the thunder from Kurt. You know. All right. Okay. Kurt. Kurt match Kurt, of the week. That was the match. This is the match of the week, right? Match of the week. Match of the week. You need the tea, right? <laughs> Breaking, Breaking news! news. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 I mean, I can already tell, like, the uh, what we were talking about earlier with the fans buying this, it, it's crazy. Like, uh, the first reply to this is Death Bench is the biggest send W of all time and, like, has a bazillion likes. W roster. Like, let's go. Perfect. Good luck. Final. I've been waiting for days like these. Like, the fans yeah. have bought into this. Like the fans are off the copium. That like this is actually a good direction. That tens is actually the savior. Savior. I mean, all I want to know is who's calling. That's all Nobody. I want to know. Everybody. Guys, guys, we have a rare opportunity. Hmm? I might actually down? feel better if they want to falling. try and ratio <laughs> sentinels. It's not happening, no, bro. No, we can do it. It's not happening. We, can we can't do that. We can do it. We can't do that. L plus ratio. L plus ratio. No, it's oh, not no going to happen. What? Just send it, Kurt. Send it. Dude, there's like 1.6k people watching right now. That's 200 more already. Everybody That's already Kurt. Kurt, send, send L plus who's even IGLing plus <laughs> you're losing to crew. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Dude. Doug, change your pred. Change your pred. We have a golden opportunity right now. Change my pred to crew. Change my pred to crew. Quick. Take a picture. Guys, refresh. Please. 
Please, we need this. <laughs> All right. I mean, we we really shouldn't plaja guarantee them. Yeah, yeah no. Change no. my friend. Go, idea. go, go. Come on, please. Do it, do it, do it. Gosh, what a mess. Cloud, 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 cloud. <laughs> uh, this yeah! is done. <laughs> uh, this is so yeah, stupid. I need each and every one of you viewers, each and every person on the show, go to Twitter. Retweet that tweet. We're at 300 likes. We have to keep moving. We have to keep moving. <laughs> By the way, we're, we're not we're not this good at call to actions when it monetizes our own channel. Like we, we don't get members this well, but for some reason, you know, ratioing sentinels is popping off. Oh, you didn't type ratio. Oh, no, it's no. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, it's just you know, people will understand that it's a ratio. Okay, yeah, you don't need to put it in there. You don't need to put it in there. Change the price. Uh, should we move on? Change the price. Change the price. I don't think we're confused. Doug, did convincing. you want me to change the price? Guys, we're the reason that Sentinels are going to lose if we do this. No, if you pred crew, you're the reason they win. win. If you want Sentinels to win, you pred crew. Come on. Come on, smile, dog. Oh, shoes. Hold on. Everything's falling apart. This isn't working. Smile. There we go. I mean, that that has been taken. Oh, that dear. Doug's Let's face go. tells you everything there. Let's Doug's go. I am under duress. Got a knife at his let's back. Go. Definitely <laughs> under duress. So l let's do the game that I wanted to really discuss, though, in the terms of the predictions. It's NRG versus Loud. So this is a banger matchup. It's got so much history behind it as well. Who do we have? Okay. Really? Okay. Really? Dude, me and Josh really? are off the goop this week. I just decided to punt this one because I thought... I was just going to punt it. Like, no one's going to go for it. I'll I just take a punt. I the exact same thing. <sighs> <laughs> I really wanted my Preds to just be like the upset Preds. Like, I was I was taking the upset with Crew, taking the upset here with NRG. I, I might change my Pred back to Loud as the sensible pick, to be honest, and just leave you in NRG land. That's fine. I think it's a reasonable punt. I, I'm going to be honest. I think it's a reasonable punt. and then punt. left you. I, I think they're the, looking in really strong form. I think every previous game that these two teams have played in whatever iteration has always been close. First off, for the storyline, it's going to be a banger. And for the storyline, it would be a so fucking cool if it was energy to beat loud to make playoffs like that would just be incredible but also in terms of not like storyline cope in terms of current form energy's calling looks on point. It's it has been incredible. They're finally in the form that we have been waiting for them to hit for so long. Their last two wins have really started to convince me that this team is actually starting to hit the form where they can be a contender for a top spot in Americas and for going to Tokyo and doing well for this region. And I don't know. I, I think the upward trend will continue. And on the other hand, out is loud. They're fucking incredible. Don't get me wrong. They're the best team in the league. But they've shown weakness in a lot of these games. Their last match, obviously, they did stomp. But they've lost a lot of maps to a lot of teams. They've had moments of, of scrappiness. It was kind of unlike them. That I think in a match like this, where there is so much history, where energy is hitting form, there is an honest chance that there could be an upset here. The, the reason why I'm cautious to go for it, though, is because I feel like the map pool is somewhat predictable, actually, here, in the sense of, we don't know exactly what Loud are going to go for early, but I think they can go towards a cent or split, and they're targeting something really weak for NRG. 
NRG are almost obligated to go for Bind if Loud continue to get rid of Fracture. And actually, Loud have left Fracture open against some teams that they disrespect their Fracture picks. So maybe we end up going there as well. But I don't think that's a guarantee. I think if NRG go for Bind or Fracture, it's towards the weekend of Loud's pool. But I don't think it's a guarantee. I think, you know, we don't really know what Loud's been cooking on on bind uh, and i'm not writing them off there but let's say we go to map three it's almost certainly haven neither of these teams want to take haven out of the pool and my god nrg just lost a fury on that map it was an absolute giga banger loud might be even better on that map as well running pretty much the same stuff in kind of similar ways although slightly different high tide usage and stuff I, I don't know i think it's going to be a phenomenal series but i think even even if NRG are able to win it on, let's say, Bind and Haven, yes, those are historically amazing maps for NRG, but Loud have the, every chance in the world to win on all three of the maps. They don't just have to win on the two that they want. I think, yep. too... I think it's tough. Yeah, I, I think if we were to... <clears throat> I'll say this on, on my predictions. I think if they were playing Week 8 and we saw another week of, of very strong, consistent improvements from NRG and we saw artists continue to improve and be a little bit more consistent i'd be a bit more coin toss but i think the fact that it, this is where nrg are in their like road to redemption so to speak and, and they're continuing to get better uh i still don't know that they're at a point where they can fully challenge allowed who like have we it's been it's been told that they're like not even showing all their strats right like i yeah i it's tough i think it'll be a banger i think it's gonna be a really good match but I have a hard time picking against Loud here. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next game. It's Leviathan playing against Cloud9. We already talked about this quite a bit, but is anyone going for it? No, we're not. What, what's the chance here, though? What's the, give me a percentage here. 30%. Oh, you just... It's like 45%. Really? You think oh, it's 40 to 45%. Almost, almost coin toss territory. Uh sure, I guess. No. It's not I don't consider that coin toss territory. I think this is this is for for me it's still firmly in cloud 9, but there's there's a there's a real chance. Okay. Anyone else tempted to go for Leviathan or are we just so gassed up on cloud 9? I'm, I'm mega off gassed the up cloud on cloud 9. 9. Yeah, I'm, I'm opium. They're the best team in the world. They're winning it all. It's yeah. over. They they do look they do look kind of insane. Um, did we not just very recently do an America's uh, power ranking last week? Yeah, every week. Are there any we do updates it. to it? Every okay, week. let's let's bring let's it up again. It. Let's, let's bring it up real again. quick, real quick, real quick. I feel like this is going to be a very quick. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in a clout competition, competition. Right. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> I fucked that one up, guys. I fucked that one up. Uh, it just adds charm. One. I mean, we've also massively failed the ratio. But we've no, almost no, no. ratioed we them from the likes before time. we posted our tweet. Yeah, right, right. You guys, so like, you, this is literally the, the team that, I mean, that they are thriving on clout. You guys realize. Exactly. You can't out clout. Yeah, you're not going to out clout. It was funny. Exactly. It was funny. Oh, it yeah, is funny. We had a good laugh. It's but... currently funny. I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, yeah, let's pull up the power rankings and see where we're at with this. I don't think it's going to need that much adjustment, to be honest, but... Um... Move Sentinels down. Remove the tier break between Loud and Energy. Whoa. Mm. Move it from Furia to EG. 
Or just remove it. Tear breaks are fucking fake. Get rid of it. Yeah, all right. Let's get rid of it. I know the ball is down. Tear breaks are fake. Let's go. And move crew above is that also real quick fight. before we get fully into this? Uh, Heat is, from my understanding, he benched himself uh, temporarily. Mm. Uh, Heat is out for the last two games. Uh, add, a, oh. add a tear oh. break yes. between crew. And, oh, there's already one. There That's already crazy. is one, mate. <laughs> Can we flop yeah. crew and sentinels? I think it's unfair um, to put sentinels above crew if we have no idea what their form is going to be and they have no idea. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. There's no you can't... idea. You, just because we predict Sentinels to lose to Crew does not mean that we should be power ranking Sentinels below Crew. They had does. a terrible performance, but so did Crew this week. Crew got absolutely flattened by Leviathan, and they're also winless. Like, just because you think something's going to happen doesn't mean there's there isn't currently evidence for it. Like, we just know that Sentinels are going to have a completely messed up roster. Right My now. evidence uh, is their roster is fucking exploded right now, and I think that Crew. Even when they've lost, right, they've had more it. moments of being good. Of right, They've had more it. moments where I can cope about them than about Sentinels. Whereas Cloud, Cloud like, 9 also didn't have a roster like a at the beginning of the season, and look where they are now. Crazy. I also That's think also, stuck with the same Sen roster the whole time. But we Sentinels. also put Cloud 9 at the bottom of the power rankings at the beginning of the year because they didn't have uh, a roster. Not ninth. They were eighth, actually. Oh, okay. And also, yeah. Sentinels, through their tumultuous disaster, still have two wins. Through, have none. Yeah. Whatever. I, I don't care. Irrelevant. Sentinels have so much more pressure on them than crew. Crew can just go do whatever the fuck they want. Dude, both teams have so much to lose if they lose this series. Do they? What does crew have to lose? They're go 0 and 8 and lose the fucking clown car sentinels. Who gives a fuck? Kesnitz tweeting XD after every loss. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't care. My man's just got the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't but, give but a shit. He doesn't give a shit, but Crew the Org gives a shit. They lost the oh, Sergio, Sergio Aguero is not getting rid of Kesnit just because he's. Okay, 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 okay. Let me, let me even back it up even more. Crew the Org doesn't give a shit, but the fans care. Do they have any fans? Do they? Fuck. Yes, yeah, they have a lot of fans. They've lost. They have a lot of Latam fans. Don't say that shit, Paula. They're going to get fucked up by the Latam fans. The crew viewership is nowhere near what it used to be. I don't know where all those fans have gone. The Leviathan probably. They left with Kaznish yeah. to Leviathan and stayed <laughs> <Yeah>. on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Are we messing up the middle of the pack at all here? Do you really, do you feel like Leviathan did enough to get over EG, for example? No, EG or... did better this week even still. So. Yeah. Are EG hopping above Furia? Fuck no. After Furia mm -hmm. lost to NRG? Mm-hmm. Furia no. still looked pretty good. Did you see? I agree. Insane. I had to ask the questions. It's my job as the host, but I think we can move on. I can think we move done a good job here. move loud back up to first. No. To no. The lulls? no. 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 Okay. That's nice. Stop. Kurt, go back. Control Z. <laughs> control Z. Go back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's let's move on then. Let's talk about the Pacific region for a little bit. There's there's only one game that we were going to cover this um this week for Pacific, and that was. A pretty big upset, I think, with Gen G losing to Talon. What on earth is going on over there in the Pacific region? I need to be watching more of it, but I just haven't been. Please tell me. Gen G were looking like a top two team, and Paper X have gone on a bit of a tear, so maybe now it's them instead with something. I don't even want to talk about that fucking squad. But Talon were <laughs> mega, omega trolling. And now they How beat. The tables have turned. Gen G? Dude, I, I've never really understood how to, to rate Gen G. I actually recently went back and watched like the lock-in game against Loud, and 
I still wasn't even like understanding how they were even getting close to competing against Loud back then. Um, I watched this game, and it seems to me that they're like they're falling into like the old patterns of Korean Valorant, where you you have so much structure that anytime you get even thrown off a little bit, you get a curveball hit hits you in the face. You just lose all aspect of how to play the game um, because. It's not that the rounds are spaghetti. It's just that they don't do the right things. I don't. <laughs> it doesn't look crazy. Sorry, just... but that is such a funny comment. <laughs> it, it's yeah, just... They just have bad game plans. <laughs> no, it's not even the game plans. Like, they have good setups. It's just they don't have any protocols to adjust when they get stopped oh. in the face. Yeah, yeah, I mean, th- that was the case during the DRX game as well, where they looked like they had really good setups, and then the players individually make really bad decisions. Right. Like, they run in and face alone, or they, you know, get caught out completely. Yep. And you can tell the game plan was, we're supposed to play an X-Way, and the game plan works, and it gets them the first two kills, and then they just throw it away by making poor decisions, and DRX mop them up because they're really skilled. Yep. And they're making individually better decisions much more often. It's like they... Uh... It's like everybody on that team thinks they have the same explosiveness and playmaking ability as King does. And so they all try to hero play like he does sometimes. And King consistently is able to do it. But the rest of the players like just sometimes run in and just do not not run in in the sense that they're like going and challenging by themselves, but they just like take a wrong path or something like that. It's mm. like not correct. And the other thing too is in this game I actually felt like Talon I don't know if they're they're sticking to this five man roster, but this core, this this one right here, Pat Pat looks like actually. Whoa, I said Pat. That's weird. Um, he actually like finally looks good on the initiator that he's playing on on the breach that he's playing. Um, but yeah, Genji just has nobody other than King who can make a play, and that hurts them significantly. I don't know if that's been the case. I haven't been watching every single one of their games. I watched the recent two upsets, the one against Global and the one hmm. against Talent. So I might be just selecting. The, the games that they have these problems in, but that's my read on the situation. So I haven't watched a lot of Genji this season. Have they been fully committed to the six-player roster the entire time? Yes. Okay. Do you think that that's, like, working for them, or is it troll from, from what you've watched? Dude, uh, again, uh, this is our Pacific, like, uh, unbiased showing, but I, I don't know. I haven't watched, like, all of their games. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just watched the most recent ones i would say absolutely it's not working but who the fuck knows all the pacific teams are running six man rosters right now like i don't i don't, I don't it's know so it's, it's, it's the meta get so, it <laughs> yeah it's not even something i i wish to criticize when everybody else is doing it right now too you know yeah but talent yeah. didn't run their their three-man rotation so i'm scratching my head i don't i don't know and talent are completely out of it anyway right they already have five no, losses have do they still have a chance at yeah, making playoffs weak. This next week. So oh, two. so they still have two games have two left. Games left. Yeah, against RRQ and Detonation focus me as well. So they they really yeah they're basically going head to head against RRQ. Yeah, that's a playoff. They beat. I think that might end up just being a game where like if they win, they're in, and if they lose, they're out. I'm not sure. Depends I guess on, I relies on RRQ on secret and GE yeah. like being up there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The there's been a lot of strange results happening in the Pacific League. Um. Like when you look at the results overall, the teams that impressed us at lock-in, like Talon and Secret, have just, for for very different reasons, massively underperformed those expectations. Um, global as well. I like the look of what they're doing, and yet they still aren't able to pull the wins out. 
RRQ are a fucking black box. I cannot understand anything that they're up they're to. Good. Some weeks they're incredible. Some weeks they're garbage. They always run a six-person roster. I don't understand why they're putting some people in and some people out. I'm just, they're an enigma to me, wrapped in a mystery. I don't get it. And meanwhile, to top it all off, you have the second best team now overtaking Gen G, Paper Rex, who are playing without their IGL, <laughs> with with something playing in the roster. Guys, does this mean Gen we don't believe in Sentinels? <laughs> yeah, you that don't was need Divide an IGL. Up. Divide took over the IGLing. Who who is Sentinels' version of Divide? Zekin. Zekin. No, Zekin's the glue guy, bro. Zekin is the, like he's the relationship gin. between the. The Portuguese player, or the Brazilian players, and everybody else. He's the guy. He's the guy Everyone who makes that Zekin. team a, yeah. a, a big old family. Yep. Okay, Tens is Forsaken. Okay. Jing is Zekin. If we done. But you're talking about roles. They don't have Jing and Forsaken. No, no. I'm, I mean, also in terms of like the... the, the second and... Okay, so no, no, no. Maybe, maybe Tenz is more like something. He's come in, huge firepower up at the front, but you never quite know what you're going to get from him. Uh, Jing's sure. the, the all-rounder. That's Zekin. He's also can play Duelist incredibly well. Spicy, going to throw things off. Who's Zekin's Divai, then? Are you going to cope that Pencada is Divai? Zekin is Divai. <laughs> Zekin is Divai, yeah. Well, does this also mean that... Zekin is Divai. Zekin's How are you play Death's Rules, according to, uh, to ranked matches. <laughs> yeah, Seth uh, Achilles just texted me saying, "Not sure if you'll see this, but Divide told us he isn't IG IGLing. He straight up said no one is actually calling; they're just all talking." <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's Sentinels, dude. Does this also mean that? that so it is Sentinels. That's yeah, awesome. Does this also mean that that Ben Kai is deaf? He's deaf. No, we've talked to him. No, he can just hear. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Just, I want to end the podcast. Dude, it's been I wanna, going I too long. End it. It's yeah, been uh, going too long. I mean, all right, let's do the Pacific Super Week predictions. Uh, you just molded me with that joke, actually. <laughs> You've molded me. Um, let, let, let's throw some Preds out there, I guess. Or do you want to skip them, Kurt? It's up to you, to be honest. Fuck it, dude. Let's do the Preds. Wait, There's only three of them. There's only three of them. Fuck it, dude. I thought we said we were dude, Pacific them. is like a rock, paper, scissors game, we'll, bro. Yeah, you can them. Pick him live. It doesn't matter, honestly, Doug. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> Genuinely right, doesn't matter. All right, first game is Paper X playing against Gen G. It should be a banger game. Oh, everyone going for Paper X. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They don't have an IGL. They're just going to run at them. Uh, who was it last week that what was a saying? Train wreck. Who was it last week that was saying if Paper X just run at a team that doesn't have the same level of fragging, they're just going to win? I swear that's going to happen. I think it was again. TMV. Yeah, I think it was. The, the, when he was saying that there was no way that Zeta was going to beat them. Yeah, yep. it was absolutely true. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, all right. Genji actually play against Zeta this week, too. Who's going to win that game? Genji on a really bad losing streak. <laughs> and we've all gone Genji <laughs> as well. This is silly. That's I love a silly Pacific. one. We love watching Pacific. We, we have really are good takes. all really up in current on Pacific. Yeah, that is that is it's just crazy a silly because one. Pacific is actually easy to predict. You literally just play a rock paper scissors game, and if you're predicting DRX, they have a gun. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, yeah. Final and in game. TFM, they have nothing. The final game of Super Week that we wanted to predict was RRQ playing against Paper X, which. Oh, oh, you've actually gone for RRQ. Wait, why have you gone for RRQ then? Because to me, Paper X also are just going to diff RRQ. So yeah, what, what's the difference there? <laughs> I mean, it's probably, but I just, I just don't like, I don't like paper X right now. They piss me off. Okay, uh, <laughs> and RQ, if you watch their last two games, 
very, 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 very. Uh, they have they they are picking paper, and uh, Paper X is trying to pick. They're trying to pick scissors to just. Cut I don't care if that was intentional or not. This guy made another pun and the podcast. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. I didn't mean that one. No, I didn't mean that one. Uh, Better not have. That was pretty good though. I should have, uh, to be honest. But no, no, no. Like RQ has strats, and they have antis, and they have everything. I think I think RQ have looked very good in the last the last few few games, and if. You haven't been watching, you'll be surprised, but they'll probably still lose, to be honest. Well, there was your Pacific hit. Jesus Christ, someone needs to come on here and educate us. The amount of VOD review we're all going to have to do before Tokyo it's... is bonkers. <laughs> we'll be like, plus the absolutely we end, we, we end Working Americas, then we have a week before, before Japan. Only that whole week, we're just going to be watching Pacific. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. The whole week. And, and then China. also China. Yes. Oh. God help us <laughs> so badly. That little uh, cackle of pain, Doug. Oh no. I've forgotten. Never mind, we're screwed. Yeah, we have okay. to I'm gonna spend a whole day practicing the names of some of the Chinese players. HMFIZH two seven nine six. Time to learn Chinese. Surely buddy. we're all just saying HFML. No, I'm gonna say no, the whole name the whole every time. I'm calling him keyboard guy. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Chinese Base roll on the keyboard. <laughs> Wait, don't they call him like Alphabet call... Brother? Oh, Alphabet Brother, yeah, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into so let's get into our final segment because you guys have molded me and I, I want to end this. Let's go for Wyatt's Weekly Award. Let's get this. Welcome to Wyatt's Weekly Award. Or should I say reward? Because this week the winner gets to choose their prize. A banana? <laughs> A wireless Dyson vacuum. A television. <laughs> I don't have an outro. <laughs> Another absolutely goated oh, intro from oh, Wyatt. It's so good. He's so charming. Weekly award. Um, okay, so we could have gone for a serious one here. Uh, there's been some great games happening. You know, Dijuzine, for example was looking absolutely nutty. Alpha Year had a fantastic performance over in EMEA. You know, there's plenty of people. I'm sure people played well in Pacific, but I didn't watch any of it. Neither did anybody else. Um, so on this show, uh, the, the viewership's still doing fine, actually. It's better than EMEA's. But <laughs> instead, we wanted to go for a wholesome Wyatt's Weekly Award this week. Aspas's father did a 318-kilometer cycle ride as part of his commitment to Aspas, if Aspas uh, won champions. And he completed that this week. It's pretty sick. He was doing it for some kind of charity or something, wasn't he, as well? Or something like so. that, I think. Josh, what is, sorry, what is that in freedom units? Uh, 300 kilometers. Uh, that's going to be like 200 miles, I think. Way to go. Uh, yeah, just about 200. That's a long way yeah. to go. Yeah, that is an extremely long way to go. And uh, yeah, he popped off, judging by the pictures. It looks pretty sick. Meanwhile, I've got a bike in my background and I've never taken it out in the UK yet. You should go for a bike ride. It's Biking not even so good. Dude, it's yes, probably you not should. even Today. a real bike. It's just okay. a prop. It's not a real bike. Okay, tomorrow bike. morning, wake up early you. and it's cardboard. Bike. It's a real bike. Go biking. It's a real bike. Oh, biking is fantastic. Like, it's how I stay sane. Okay, guys. We're going to end the episode. Bye, Josh. Yeah, bye, everybody. Bye. See you, guys. Bye, Josh. <laughs>
Josh. <laughs> like the video. Thumbs up. Uh, like, comment a bicycle emoji if you love Josh's bike. Use your own words so it's not spammed like bots. Okay, bye.